myself the way you see me. Thank you for allowing me to see myself the way you see me. Thank you. Pull this one back up from the top. Imagine me, Kirk Franklin and the family. What do you imagine yourself doing? All things are possible. All you got to do is believe. Yes, you can. No more. Something about this song. I have more songs to play, but I'm going to tell you something about this song. 
is just speaking to me this morning and I'm sure it is speaking to someone else. So you know what I'm going to do one more time? Just in case you're just logging on or joining me on Clubhouse. I admit you. One more time. Remind me to see myself the way you see me. Thank you. I hope one day we will all see ourselves as loved and worthy. Totally. Imagine yourself being free.
want you to know that it is never too late to be what you might have been. Let that sink in. Not my will, God, but yours. May your will be done in my life. And coming up, Yolanda Adams has a message for us. Never give up. It is 10 after the top of the hour. Coming up shortly, we're going to have the headlines from around the world. Let you know what we're going to be talking about today. Against all odds, keep the dream alive, don't let it die. If something deep inside keeps inspiring you to try, don't stop and never give up, don't ever give up on Don't you ever give up on yourselves, folks. I can't believe in you more than you believe in yourself. You better believe that one. Just stop right where you are for a moment and just listen. Change the world trapped inside an ordinary girl. She looks just dream out loud and though it's simple your idea it won't make sense to everybody you need courage now if you're gonna persevere Got an inspiring quote for you. Never give up. Today is hard. Tomorrow will be worse, but the day after tomorrow will be sunshine. What you do today can improve all your tomorrows. You cannot escape the responsibility of tomorrow by evading it today. Who's to say that you can't? 
can't fly Every step you take you get Closer to your destination You can feel it now Don't you know you're almost there time for us to get up and dance or if you're sitting down at work stomp your feet if you're in traffic turn this one up got a little stomp the remix for you it's time to wake up It is Throwback Thursday, so we're taking this one back to the 90s. It's so what? It is a quarter past the top of the hour. We're going to get into the headlines shortly, but I got to let this one play. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. None whatsoever. Can't explain it. It's so amazing. Because the devil is alive, because he's a Messiah, wants another level. Come on, up, 
We're going to go ahead and let you know what's going on around the world. Woo! A little church this morning ain't never hurt nobody, right? <laughs> Thank you for that one. Thank you so much, Yolanda Adams. We had some, um, you know, he, he, they want to they give glory now, but we got to stop. You know, it feels good. Got some inspiration this morning. Good morning, good morning. If my throat is a little off, I do apologize. Yes, I know it's off. <laughs> all right, gotta say good morning to all of our listeners around the world. Morning to everyone. Logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. We're having some technical issues on QMZ, so if we're in and out, I do apologize on that end. Server issues, not my fault. Not, sorry, not my fault this time. And it's not QMZ's fault. It is actually the servers acting up. All right. Also, good morning to everyone on JohnnoRadio.com. Good morning to everyone right here with me on Clubhouse. After all, this is where the conversation happens. Thank you for joining me for Coffee in Toll, World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. Uh, also, I, I must apologize ahead for the choppiness. If you hear any, it is not me. It is a clubhouse issue. Yesterday, I was changing out some chords and stuff, but... It's still the same thing. I was in another room early this morning. I was in um, Mikey Top 10's room. And um, he evidently is having the same issue. So it's not me, folks. And I, we're, oh, Chief ain't here yet for me to take him on and put him in timeout real quick. It's not an Apple thing. <laughs> All right. So you can find me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram. Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. And on TikTok, Moments with Me Media. And the mean everything is M-I. It is time for us to go ahead and let you know the headlines. Caribbean Corner. Caribbean leaders agree to ban assault weapons for civilian use. Government of Grenada issues a stern warning to tax defaulters. Out of St. Martin, children in jump up St. Martin, Prime Minister scolds the parents. Concerns over high influx of Asians into Suriname. Canada Prime Minister Justin Trudeau faces criticism over a Jamaica family trip. Out of Jamaica, Mocha arrests three in a 222. Let me tell you, I tap no man, we need to get a piece of the pie. A fraud at do it at Jamaica because now we have three arrested in a 222 million dollar fraud. 
Chopper life in full effect. Boy, I'm telling you, talk about it. All right, party promoter <laughs> arrested ahead of wrongful dismissal hearing. Attorney says Jean Ann Panton's health is deteriorating in custody. Labor Ministry's fact-finding team finds exaggerated claims of abuse in farm work program. $1.5 billion luxury condo development for Montague Now you see what I'm talking about? And you're going to be astonished to hear the price that these condos are going to be going for. You know? Okay. Uh, Bop is in. Dexter Daps and Davido take on the charts. Out of Latin America, Cuban lawmakers vote a new five-year term for current president. Mexico's top court limits army's role in public security on the international scene. Twelve arrested after a Beijing hospital fire killed 29 people. Out we have Russia-Ukraine live updates. Online posts in Sudan show trapped civilians and doctors in despair. Uganda's Museveni. Uh, to consult lawmakers about anti-LGBTQ bill, WHO officially launches mRNA vaccine tech hub in Cape Town. And after eight years of research, world-changing malaria vaccine approved in Africa. In news out of North America, teen brothers among three charged in Alabama party killings, suspect arrested after two cheerleaders shot in Texas supermarket parking lot after one opened door to wrong vehicle uh two teens face murder charges for the sweet 16 party massacre that left four dead and 32 injured uh former trump organization or whatever you want to call him cfo alan weaselberg he he has weaseled his way out well not really he has been released from the rikers island jail uh report on racist messages sent among antioch california police officers have sparked a protest what the heck? you know what no not what the heck let them keep getting leaked out we need to keep them coming keep them coming yes sula i sent you the invite not sure it's going on clubhouse um probably javet orosolo um sula has her hand raised i send the invite okay she's up all right cool thank you thank you thank you uh, we do have an in my opinion piece the reason americans are getting killed in driveways on the business and tech scene uh understanding fed now we are going to be talking about that as we also have a video and interestingly the video that um chief sent over yesterday the youtube video i found a three minute video giving a synopsis and that video is two years old all right so it's something that has been in the making it's nothing new evidently in another round of cuts facebook parent meta sacks tech teams oh yes and you can also apply for your share if you want it probably going to work out to like two dollars i don't know um of 725 million dollars in the facebook data privacy settlement and we're going to talk about how you can get in on that health and science news five medical procedures to ease migraines and one reason the push for diversity in medicine is lagging wow um in the brew kylie jenner says it's a big misconception that she had so much surgery on her face uh, who's she trying to fool <laughs> we do have before and after pics um yeah I, <laughs> you know what let me let me be nice let me be nice about it we're gonna have the details of those stories and always great conversation it is hashtag tbt throwback thursday gonna fling on some 
80s, 90s, early 2000s dance hall. This is on the, we're going to start off with a bookshelf rhythm. Here is ladies' song, No Matter Me. When you come, you're not woman, no matter me, wow. He will, he must come, just a flat me, yo. He must be done proper, no fiddle with the matter when me done, me sit and still a flat a flat me, yo. When you jump, you're not woman, no matter me, wow. He will, he must come, just a flat me, yo. He must be done proper, no fiddle with the matter when me done, me sit and still a flat a flat me, yo. Ha ha ha, them say when me a defend, from me but a man, they don't no see me from when. Ha ha ha, what the love won't defend, what be one time, me a few what be back Ha ha ha, cause I am set the trend on the first man, he get me the perfect blend. Ha ha ha, in me most of the end. Y'all are coming to put me now in. Cause when me jump, y'all are going to put me no matter me. I feel so proud of myself. I finally unlocked the playlists for April so far. I'm going to get back to, I'm going to get into March and the others. Don't worry, folks. But for my friends on um, Clubhouse with me, I did pin the link to my SoundCloud. So if you want to, you know, listen to any of the playlists, please be my guest. Thank you once again for waking up with me. Wherever you are in the world, I appreciate you. Here's a little Wayne Wanda. Are in the nineties with a bookshelf rhythm. All right, Tanya Stevens, step up. You're next. I don't care what anybody says. For me, the best era of dance all 80s, 90s, early 2000s. Argue with your mama, not me. Do I have time for Frisco Kid? Yes, I do. Let's go. Well, to us, some gala live, man, have to think again. And when you hear them story, you have to fear that them. I wonder if your enemy are trying to be your friend. Well, if I saw the alley, you say, have a problem. Cause when you're not ready, not to happen again. Me hear gala complain, say, man, I use them. Hungry, who know what my owner hears them. How wise up, not for the last few days, them. Tantum Metro. 
Control, you're next. Let's go. Then I gotta bring in a piece of Sasha, that sexy body. Get yourselves a good workout this morning. Gonna close out with this one from Sean Paul, deport them, and then we're gonna go ahead and get started. It is the bottom of the hour. But we have to start keep them in a category mandatory All of we yell them up if it them up be ready Can't keep up to the chain man a left me Bad man not a record we done dignitary Done legendary now yellow half a marry One thing we have to tell them necessary Big It is hashtag TBT throwback Thursday Taking you back to the 80s, 90s and early 2000s Today we're doing it in dance hall style We gotta have the music with the madness A.K.A. the news Thank you so much to everyone who is logged on to QMZRadio.com Everyone listening on JanoRadio.com And of course a big thank you to everyone Right here with me on Clubhouse Not sure should we do the news Or should we party But gotta do the news I say so too, Jave. A party is always good. More music, less drama. <laughs> music is my medicine. All right, Sean Paul, got to put you back on the shelf and it's time for us to go ahead and get started. And we are kicking it off in the Caribbean corner.
And first up, Caribbean leaders agreed to ban assault weapons for civilian use. Story courtesy of Caribbean.loopnews.com. Caribbean leaders have decided to ban the use of assault weapons in the civilian populations of their respective nations. Trinidad and Tobago's Prime Minister Dr. Keith Rowley made the announcement on Tuesday while delivering closing remarks at the regional symposium, Violence as a Public Health Issue, the Crime Challenge. Dr. Rowley said CARICOM leaders also intend to write to the United States President and his administration for a greater effort in preventing the manufacturers of these killing machines and projectiles from having the profit-making outcome that is killing our people and destroying our society. We want the guns and ammunition stopped. Today, we're saying to the United States, the same way we fought with you to prevent the powder cocaine from going up north to poison your community, we want you to fight with us to prevent the guns and ammunition from coming into our territories. Prime Minister Rowley stated that these little islands in the Caribbean cannot sustain for much longer the death rate and the economic destruction that this wanton use of arms and ammunition is wreaking on us. And I'm going to go a little further and say this part. Scan every shipment. I don't care who on God's earth is bringing the shipments into the various islands. I don't care if you are the leader of the country or not. Every shipment needs to get searched. No exceptions. Sorry. No exemptions. Sorry. That's the only way we are going to crack down. We're not going to pick up the phone and call somebody at the port or pick up the phone and call somebody at the freight um, warehouse at the airports and say, hey, just push through the package there for me. It ain't going to happen. We need to put a stop to that because that is another way that we are going to be able to put a stop to this. We can ask the U.S. government to help, but what steps are we taking to show the people of our countries that we are 10 toes down with you on this? There is no way Marlon should be calling um, Javet at the airport and say, hey, Javet, I, I have a couple boxes. Um, just push them through and I'll, 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 I'll deal with you later, meaning I'll grease your palm. I'll give you some money. Javet now needs to say, you know, sorry, boss, I can't do that tonight. I forgot through the right channels. Can't do that no more. That's the only way we're going to crack down. So while we are having symposiums and writing letters, we have to get serious. And this is how we're going to get serious. And I'm done talking. Mm -hmm. Next up. Government of Grenada issues a stern warning to tax defaulters. Also courtesy of Caribbean.loopnews.com. The Grenada government is warning tax defaulters that there will be shown no mercy if they fail to take advantage of a tax amnesty that expires at the end of the year. Uh, the Minister of Finance sent out the warning and he said, as Minister of Finance, if I ever had the opportunity after this amnesty is over and there are people out there who have not taken advantage of this thing, I will have no mercy but to enforce the law. Amnesty sometimes is good, but it is not the ultimate solution to the problems that we face in taxation. There are those of us who believe that we can always fix the bill, put it that way, and not pay the tax. So folks, over there in Grenada, get busy 
sort yourselves out so that you will not have to face the extent of the law. Next up, um, courtesy of caribbean.loopnews.com. So we are now in St. Martin. Children jump ups. Well, the prime minister is scolding the parents. Okay, then. Um, Parents in St. Martin have been warned to take their responsibilities seriously when it comes to looking after their children during the carnival season. As Prime Minister Silvera Jacob says, children should not be in jump-ups, especially without adult supervision. Jacobs, while addressing the Council of Ministers media briefing today, said there are laws in St. Martin and what she saw for the opening jump-up was a lot of youngsters. She says parents must take their responsibility seriously as children under 15 years do not belong in a jump-up. The Prime Minister states by law, children under 15 do not belong in a public dance party, which is for 15 years and up. So if you bring your children to that, you should be there. Your children should not be in that melee by themselves. <laughs> I overheard some young people saying, boy, I was drunk. That's not a good look for St. Martin. And that's not a good look for your children whose brains are still developing. She said it also should not be left to law enforcement to be pulling children out of a jump up. I got a question. Um, I don't know if they still do it, but I know in Trinidad, they used to have junior carnival in Jamaica. They had kiddies carnival. And so you would have that the day before, you know, the adult carnival. Do they still do that? So children still get to experience carnival, but um, in their way, their innocent way, just wondering. So I saw a video, MTM, Meet the Mitchells on YouTube, um, where Tammy and Wayne did carnival night, the Saturday, and then the road march was this Sunday. They didn't, well... Tammy didn't go to the road march. So Wayne took um, Jax and uh, um, not Ozzy. What's the other one? Atlas to the, to the road march. So when they get home, <laughs> Atlas says, I'm traumatized. I saw some things. <laughs> and starts to describe how women were dressed and how they were driving, how they were dancing. So, um, Wayne proceeds to say, well, my parents took me to carnival and I'm okay. I'm good. You know, we, they took us to carnival as children and we're fine. And um, Tammy has jumped carnival in the past. And um, <laughs> oh my gosh. But to some degree, I can understand what the prime minister is saying. The drunk part, no, that's a big no, no. No children should be drinking alcohol at carnival or in the jump up. Um, so possibly look, if you don't have a kiddies carnival, I, I would say to, um, carnival promoters and coordinators, um, look into that. So children can, you know, enjoy the revelry in their own innocent way as well. All right. But Tommy said something. Carnival is a part of our culture, right? And then, um, if we head on over to the continent and we look at the style of dancing, the rhythm of the hips and the gyration and the gatherings, the village gatherings. Children are there. Children are there. So I'm going to say, let us just pay attention to the drinking, the alcohol consumption. That, that's what I'm going to ask for. I don't want to take away the joy from children. But then again, I see it differently. I don't know. Um, 
Concerns over high influx of Asians into Suriname, story courtesy of Caribbean.loop News. The heavy influx of Asians, mainly nationals from India and Pakistan, is worrying several neighboring countries with concerns being raised through informal contacts. Most of the Asians are coming to the Dutch-speaking Caribbean community via Trinidad and Tobago. They also end up in Guyana using illegal routes. The authorities are investigating and recommendations have already been made to curb the situation of the influx of large groups of Indians and Pakistanis. That's according to a senior security official. The officials note that many people are taking advantage of the 2022 decision by Suriname to allow foreign nationals to visit without a visa, but must be in possession of a valid passport. In addition, they have to pay a 25 U.S. dollar entry fee at the various international border posts. Prior to the ease in travel, only Haitians were subject to restrictions amid concerns that they were using the country to try and enter the United States illegally. But the officials note that regular scheduled flights to Suriname now carry dozens of Indians and Pakistani nationals with foreign affairs, international business and international cooperation minister Robert Albert Ramdin, noting that travelers were also arriving from Nepal. The security services are reported to be monitoring the situation, saying that they are not aware that the foreign nationals are being employed on a government large scale agricultural project. Um. <laughs> okay. No comment. No comment. Um. But don't they? When when they when you go to Suriname, don't they give you a, a specific amount of time that you have you are allowed to be there, and then you must leave? Do you have to show your return ticket? Do I don't know. No figure it out over there. Next up. Canada Prime Minister uh, Justin Trudeau faces criticism over a family trip he took to Jamaica. Story courtesy of stlucia.loopnews.com. Okay, this one is pretty interesting. Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is facing major criticism from opposition leaders over his vacation in Jamaica during the winter holidays. Eyebrows were raised when Trudeau vacationed in Jamaica in December, the same time his country issued a travel advisory warning its citizens against visiting the island. The advisory was due to the high number of murders, assaults and robberies they had said that. In Canada, the political opposition is critical of his going on a family trip that resulted in a hefty bill. City News in Canada reported that with security and staff included, the cost to taxpayers for the 10-day holiday to a waterfront villa in Jamaica that is owned by a family that donated to the Pierre Elliott Trudeau Foundation was at least Canadian $160,000. The opposition leaders pointed out the timing of the trip, noting that it came as Canadians were struggling with the cost of living crisis. The Prime Minister's office in Canada is pushing back, claiming it got approval from the Ethics Commissioner and adding that Trudeau reimbursed the commercial value of his flight down with his family. The University of Toronto political scientist Nelson Wiseman sided with Trudeau, dismissing the controversy, saying this is a type of vacation you'd see from other world leaders and it's not like the Prime Minister should stay at a Holiday Inn. Meanwhile, the now former ethics commissioner who approved the trip, Mario Dion, has taken to Twitter saying, 
Gifts from a friend are acceptable from a legal ethical point of view. Public opinion sometimes uses it as well, uses a different test, and that is healthy. This isn't the first vacation controversy for Trudeau. Back in 2016, he was reprimanded by the Ethics Commissioner when his family stayed on the private island of Aga Khan in the Bahamas. Uh, let me tell you what my issue is, and then I want to hear what you have to say, James. Um, my issue, the 160000 I know he said he reimbursed for the flight down. So the remainder is a bill that is footed by taxpayers. I don't agree with that because if it's a family trip, family vacation, you get paid a salary that comes out of your paycheck because when the rest of us have a job, our jobs are not paying for our vacations to go on trips. I'm done. James, what do you got to say this morning? Can you defend your, your um, prime minister? <laughs> yeah, morning, morning, everyone. Yeah, no, I, I don't have a problem with it with the trip because it's according to it's it. I think the expenses are like security and world leaders all over the world. Like even if you pay for your um, accommodation and stuff like that, you know the Secret Service, the the the, the expenses of security is what um, that bill is mostly about. I think, and yeah, this this is like. I don't know. Like Justin Trudeau makes something like three hundred thousand dollars a year for for a prime minister, for mm -hmm. a, a leader of one of the most powerful countries in the world. Like leaders, and that's why I, I always say like politics. I don't know why people go into politics because when you look at it, CE like the top CEOs in in in, in Canada makes about a hundred times more than what Trudeau makes. So I don't I don't have a problem with it because it's mostly security. And it just seemed like every time he takes vacation, there's an uproar. And other leaders, um, you know, prime ministers back in the past take vacation and they, they, they have to have the same security details. So he's the only one I hear them complain about when he takes vacation as if they don't want him to take any vacation. So, no, I don't have a problem with it. I don't think it's that I don't want him to take vacation. I think it's the bill. And I, I per no, of course, you must take a vacation. But my thing is this, <clears throat> excuse me, I know president ever makes more, no president, no prime minister ever makes more than any CEO of any corporation. That's a given. It will never happen, right? But they are reimbursed for many things, many, many things. My issue is if you're going on a family trip, you have a job, you get a paycheck. Why should I turn around and have to pay for your family trip. I understand you need security detail. Why can't you foot that bill for yourself? When you are working with a corporation, when you're working in a company and you take vacation and you say, okay, I'm going to go to Turks and Caicos. Can you go to your HR department or is your HR department coming to you and say, okay, so we see you have a trip planned to Turks and Caicos. Here's, we're going to cover the, the trip and everything for you that you're going to need. Are they doing that for you? Yeah. The, the thing is moments, a lot of these jobs come with certain incentive and, and sometimes, well, obviously like as a prime minister or president, the incentives that you're going to get sometimes is going to be, or most times is going to be more than what you're making. So, like, for example, like, a, um, well, my wife works at the university. Um, everyone in the family gets to go to uni university free of cost. 
that's an incentive. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, he's not the first leader. Like, any leader um, that's traveling, th that's a part of your incentive. I get that part, saying, James. I get that. I get that. I get that. Go ahead, Javed. Yeah, so, Hold on, James. Hold on, James. Hold on, James. Hold on, James. Go ahead, Javed, and I'll go back to you, James. Yeah, James, we uh, I understand what you're saying as far as certain perks when you're in specific positions. And I'm okay with paying for his security detail because he is standing in the place and representing my country. But I should not have to pay for the plane fare for his family to take a vacation. So I yield. But Jivet, what I'm trying to say, that's a part because you're not going to fly commercial. And and the thing is, if he was the first leader to do that, then... Can we not compare like, okay. him to other leaders? Let us talk about Justin Trudeau. No, because I'm talking I don't in Canada. I... I'm talking in okay. Canada. Okay. It's, not, it's okay. not something new. Like all the leaders, um, they, they're not flying. They're not going on Air Canada and flying. So that expense is like flying um, um, the private as all leaders, all um, prime minister have access to it's it's the same thing like i think people are just saying that okay because we're going through like um a, a, you know invisible recession and people are struggling that he should not take a family vacation and i, I don't think that's fair because as i said like if he was the first leader to do that then you'd say okay but he's not like all the leaders in canada all the prime ministers um have the so james incentives yeah let me ask a question I understand that at certain times, the way this world worked, you got incentives. But when times change and you have struggling economies, right, people out of work, et cetera, et cetera, you don't think that something should be adjusted? Just, just yes or no? Just yes or no, James? No, I don't think his vacation should be adjusted. Okay. Right. Okay. So okay. that's it. We don't. Yeah. Yeah. This is a agree to disagree <laughs> moment. This is a agree to disagree moment. Yes, definitely. Come on in. Okay. So here's what I was thinking, right? Like, okay. The question is, is it moral? Probably not. Is it ethical? It is because he's in within the confines of whatever the policy is. So that I just want to put that there. Aside from that, I have a wonder about um, what the professional standard has been and how different it, that he has, um, that this vacation, how this vacation is. Because if the professional standard needs to change, then the legislative side of the house, I don't know how, the organ, how it's organized in Canada, then that needs to change, right? Um, because I really feel like some of these arguments right now, like, let's be clear, mm -hmm. the conservatives are always trying to formulate a narrative about about the um, liberal elite, right? And so the money, the education, right? And because it's a political feature of conservatism to downgrade education and, you know, like business elite. Now, meanwhile, they're the ones that are the ones that are the conservatives woo, you know, captains of business because of the tax incentives and they want to do that. Right. So I want to say that, like, is this part of the conservative politicizing 
uh, and and trying to paint him as the elite so that they can put it in a commercial when it's time for the elections. Mm-hmm. That. And then another kind of arm. And by the way, I haven't landed on an opinion on it. I'm just thinking about these <laughs> other kind of elements. On it. I don't know enough to have an opinion and never mind a strong one. So I'll say that. I will also say that I used to work in civil rights in, and I'm in the United States. I used to work in civil rights and I used to um, have to have lunches and dinners and like spend time with our donors who would contribute money to our work. And so there is a practice of spending time with the highest or the highest donors in their personal spaces in order to develop the relationship and have, you know, different like than a meeting when you come there and there's the beginning, middle, end, there's an agenda. <clears throat> in the donor raising world, it is far, there's a lot more spaciousness in it. So you could spend a weekend to kind of talk around a topic and to have like maybe a 15 minute getting clear on a position, an interest, a fear, a wonder, like have that kind of conversation. So this friend of theirs, I just have a wonder about like if that is part of what we call donor cultivation in the fundraising space. I don't no longer do that work, but in the it would be it would fall under the umbrella of of, of donor cultivation, which is the reason why Clarence Thomas and what he did with um, his friend that he's been that billionaire that gave him all these gifts. Mm-hmm. He was he was putting money into the coffers of Ginny's uh, super PAC. Right. And so like that was a fundraising. You know what I mean? They were donor cultivating on the on this space using the access. Anyway, that's some of the thoughts that I have, none of none of which have landed on a strong position. I like uh, Trudeau's butt. That's all I got. That's the only strong opinion on it. I think he's he's a nice, curvy guy. Guns oh, people. gosh, beloved. Thank you for your <laughs> thank you yeah. for your input. Go ahead, James. Yeah. Yeah, moments. The reason why I'm saying this, yeah, mm-hmm. this is political because, okay, so the last trip that he took, right? Mm-hmm. The last one that you mentioned. In 2016. He had to, apo- to apologize for that. Because... And then you come back and do the same thing again, James? No, no, no. Let, no let, <laughs> I'm let's sorry. See the I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. Moments. Let me not trouble you. Let me not moments. trouble you. He had to apologize for that because that trip, um, the, the citizens didn't pay for that trip, right? Taxpayers didn't pay for that trip. That trip was um, taken care of by some billionaire um, thing that invited him to, to the island, right? Mm-hmm. And he had to apologize for that because, you know, accepting, that's accepting a gift from a billionaire. It's right? like a bribe. It's Yeah, it, it, it could be seen as a bribe. Mm-hmm. So so what I'm saying is that like, okay, he apologized for that one. So why, why is there a problem now with him taking a trip that, you know, taxpayer is paying for that is not considered a bribe because... It's they're paying for it and it's a part of his incentive. Okay, stop right there. I'm going to read something to you again, James. I'm going to re- take out and I'm going to extract a part of it. City News in Canada reported that with security and staff included, the cost of taxpayers for the 10 day holiday to a waterfront villa that is owned by a family that donated. You see where the, the, the problem is right there. When you. I understand it's okay. You know, you want to, people want to give you things, but you, when you're in certain positions, you have to be super careful. How will it be interpreted? 
by the public. Because as it is in American politics, we know it's he who has the money has the power. And I'm sure to some extent it may be the same in, in um, Canada. Because people don't donate or give just because they feel so inclined. There is usually an agenda. There is an ulterior motive. There is going to be that time and I'm going to pick up the phone and say, hey, Justin, um, <clears throat> yeah. And he is going to feel obliged to be able to, he's going to be feel, he is going to feel obliged to honor their request, even if their request does not serve the good of the people. You, you see what I'm saying? So there is a thin line that you have to, um, tread when you're in certain positions especially when it comes to politics because everything you do is going to be scrutinized now am i saying he's not worthy of taking a vacation no does he need a security team heck yes is he t well he did say he reimbursed the, the cost of the airfare now i'm okay with the with that part of it my thing though is what else should we he be re, um paying back and the thing too is when you're taking these gifts how is it looking the problem clarence is in now too is similar because now these his billionaire friend who has him on these yachts and um on these vacations and private jets guess what that billionaire owns him and he is going to be compelled to do what the billionaire wants him to do. I'm just saying, go ahead, James. Yeah, no. So, so the part about like the, 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 the owner of the property, someone that donated to, to him in the past, I'm okay with leaving the story at that, but to, to put out a figure and stuff like that, when you have never done it in the past. When our leaders, like James, you, keep, leaders, you know what you're doing? You no, keep but, just no, but, not but, hold but, on, but James. You need to stop. You need to stop for a second. Stop using past what somebody else has done in the past to justify a current behavior. And that, that's but, what but, that, moments, that's what Jeffet was alluding to. Moments, the, you're the, not understanding. You're not understanding though. It's an incentive. Like, get what you're saying. But is it's it an right? Incentive. No, so like if every it's if everyone in in leadership in canada has an incentive that look you you're entitled to one or two vacation and it's a part of your incentive that um the, the country pay for it and it has always been that way with every leader conservative or liberal leader why i understand if you say like okay if you're going to take a vacation go to sandals or whatever because sandals never donate to your um campaign before mm -hmm. but but where the money part comes in it when it's it's an incentive that all leaders in the history thing i don't i have a problem with that because like okay as i as i used earlier on the, at the university james but, but no, james, james not catching what i'm saying james either. james can we just agree to disagree so we can move on yeah i think i think that's best because oh, okay james okay, is gonna defend it yeah james yeah, gonna defend it as being okay I'm going to say, no, it's not okay. And, you yeah, know, no, that's moments, fine. All I'm saying is that if, 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 you, if you sign on to a job and there's certain incentive. Let's like, understand, like, James. Said, you, you are beating a dead horse with that point. I get that part of it. I totally understand. And, I, I, and, and to go back to what Javed is saying, because it was done in the past, and when you look at the, the landscape now, what's going on now, 
does it and and and, and to beloved's point is it moral possibly no Right, we have to be sensitive to certain things, and I think that's what we're saying. So, you're and the issue I'm having, for example, with a story yesterday out of the Bahamas with rape not being recognized in marriage, in marriage, the laws dictate that a rape cannot happen in marriage. The law has it from centuries, but is it is it right? You see what I'm saying. Because something is allowed does not necessarily mean it is right. And I'm not putting a noose around Trudeau's neck. I'm not punishing him. Probably things need to be revised. That's all I'm saying. All right. He's entitled to his holiday. All right. We're going to move on. Because we're not going to we're not going to see eye to eye, James. I, you know. Okay. No yeah. We're not yeah. going to see eye to eye. And that's okay. The, the beauty about it is that we are allowed to see differently. Right. Um. Beloved put in the chat before beloved. Okay. Uh, Rosola says he makes a salary. Use that to pay for the waterfront villa and his vacation. If it's a personal trip, use your personal money. Beloved says, um, and I, beloved, you have to remember which comment. Um, not true me. There's a line and every NGO and political leader walks it. It's not a direct line. Time to pay attention. Not sound the alarm. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So thank you. <laughs> Let's um. Glamorizing everybody. Yeah, go ahead, Alpha, real quick. Yeah, really quick. Yeah, more be a politician. We're taxpayer money, pay for everything. You know what I mean? We not to touch my money. You know what I mean? And I think that's why all these polit so much people go in politicians, um, politics. You know what I mean? So, uh, and it, as well, James said, it's puzzling. Them I want, I wonder why when a CEO I make way more than that a, a year time. You get me? And even after you're done with politics. You know what I mean? They come out from stop being the president and so forth. Yeah, yes, all this money still are coming. <laughs> you know what I mean? People money still are spent upon you when you like no longer have that seat or anything. But taxpayer money still take care of you. So probably that's why them just them just go in it and say, hey, it's a lifetime thing. I have this for life. I'm not ever worried about touch my money. I'm just save my money and yeah, just use other people money. All right. Okay, so next up, uh, who is that? Who is that? Who opened their mic? Who opened their mic? Donnell. Donnell. Okay, one minute, Donnell. One minute, one minute. Let's go. No, just, just, just quickly. Um, first of all, I don't think you could blame Trudeau for doing what he do once you do it within the policy, and it is acceptable, acceptable based on the policies that is set forth. And secondly, like this whole thing about um, is um, I can't remember the word James was using. But, but where is acceptable that a, a donor, this so-called donor, could, could, could take in you know, all expense paid vacation or bring it to this place and wine and dine you and stuff like that? It's just a set of BS that the politicians use for their bribery schemes, right? Because in the corporate world, if I take a gift over $200, I have to declare it. You understand? If I'm going to even do, say, an audit work for a client, who has to accommodate me because there is no other accommodation. It has to be declared. It has to be straight. I have to pay for whatever everybody else, the public would pay for so that my opinion could be seen as neutral. But this politician put these things, all these clouds in to, to get around it. You understand? But you can't blame them per se because we like them. We know that's what the policies are. We accept the policies. We do not say anything about the policies. So as long as they act within the policies, we just have to let it go. Of course, their foes would, would use it um, for campaign 
and stuff like that and to rile up the public. But as long as he does, didn't do anything outside of what is mandated, you understand? Yeah. It may be immoral, as the young lady said, but we can't do anything about that. And I think is we don't have to belittle it. Belittle it. Yeah, yeah. All right, thank you so much. Okay, next up. Uh, Mocha arrests three in $222 million fraud at Innsport. But I met the Chapa Life of Guam, Jamaica. So Nationwide Radio JM.com is reporting the major organized crime and anti-corruption agency Mocha on Wednesday arrested and charged three men in connection with a $222 million fraud racket talk committed at the Institute of Sports in Sport between 2011 and 2017. Arrested and charged are popular Chugit and French Connection Party promoter Andrew Wright and co-conspirators Rudolph Barnes and O'Neill Hope. All three are alleged to have been part of a team of former employees of InSports who wrote, signed, and encashed fraudulent checks for payees who were neither employees nor contracted workers of the entity. The suspected fraud and other irregularities were detected by InSports in 2017 during an examination of their financial records. The matter was then reported to MoCA, triggering an investigation. The three have been charged with various offenses, including conspiracy to defraud, acquisition, use and possession of criminal property, engaging in transactions involving criminal property, and larceny as a servant. So, okay, folks, this is not you. This one I got from 2011 to 2017, $222 million. Woo! Mm-mm-mm. Uh, so the chuggy boss are going on. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> I was about wow. to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know. Go ahead, Dre. You know, um, I spoke to him day before yesterday, and... Which one, he Andrew said, or Rudolph or O'Neill? Andrew. Andrew, okay. Uh, Andrew, Andrew's the one that owned the brand Chugget. I, I, me and my homegirl kept Chugget in New York um, last August. And we're keeping it in July in New York. Mm-hmm. But so we, we spoke to him day before yesterday. And when we came off the phone, I said to her, why, why am I sound so antsy? And she was like, and she was like, yo, from the past week, he'd been calling me like every day. And she was like, I don't even feel the vibe to keep it. Right. So spoke to him day before yesterday. So when I saw the news, I hit her up because it's, 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 it's really she had the contract with him to keep New York and Atlanta. Right. And she was like, it's so all like I saw you see the news. She's like, what news? And I send it to her. And she was, so I was like, you speak to him? She was like, I, I was calling him this morning, but I never get him. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? $222 million. Man, I should have known. Question, <laughs> Andrew. Hear me, Andrew. question. Question, Dre. When did he start Chug It? <laughs> because then that could be, that could be the money that was used to start Chug It. That's what I'm wondering too. I, I, I honestly, I don't know, but um, that's what I was wondering. Because I, the, I, but honestly, the, um, I don't really know the exact date. It could be around that time. Because the truth is, you need money to make money. No matter goes for you, even if it's a hundred dollars, you need something to start something, right? Um, if he used that money 
to start up Chug It and French Connection. And he is um, frugal, right? They're not flashy, not, not this one bugger flashy lifestyle. He should have a decent chunk of change to pay back the money. $222 million. Chug It and French Connection are brands. Blouse and skirt. No, you know, my friend Dre just, you know, I don't want to hear some mocha knock down your door, you know, my friend. That, that part. Song, you know. That yeah, part. So see you far, King. Because what's going to happen now is that all franchises are going to, are going to be um, roped in at some point. You are going to be questioned. What is your affiliation? What is the depth of your affiliation? Listen, Chug It New York is July 2nd. <laughs> Come true. Just something out. Me defend my body branching, but I don't worry about that. Come Chug It. But um, yeah. Damn, 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 damn. All right. So, of course, the party promoter in in-sport fraud case was arrested ahead of wrongful dismissal hearing so the man at the center of the 222 million dollar fraud racket committed it's so easy to um lapse right fraud racket used to say fraud rocket <laughs> committed at the institute of sport in sport was arrested on wednesday while he prepared for a wrongful dismissal hearing at the industrial disputes tribunal party promoter andrew wright was dismissed from his post in in sport shortly after fraud allegations were revealed our news center understands that Mr. Wright was taken into custody by members of the major organized crime and anti-corruption agency MOCA at 1.30 while awaiting the start of his 2 p.m. hearing. Mr. Wright was on the compound at the IDT of the IDT at 4 Ellismere Road in Halfway Tree, St. Andrew, when he was arrested. Wright and the two other men were charged in connection with a multi-million dollar racket committed between 2011 and 2017. As we just mentioned, Wright is the promoter of Chugget and French Connection. Wright's co-conspirators, Rudolph Barnes and O'Neill Hope. All three are alleged to have been a part of former employees of InSports who wrote, signed, and encastled fraudulent checks. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Not looking too cute. Um, let, let's see. Let's see. And then on to other fraud news. Attorneys say Jean and Panton's health is deteriorating in custody. Courtesy of Nationwide Radio JM, attorney Sylvester Hemmings says the health con condition of his client, self-confessed fraudster Jean and Panton, is deteriorating while being housed at a correctional facility. Panton appeared in the Home Circuit Court Wednesday for a renewed bail application. In making his submissions, Mr. Hemmings says Panton's condition is life-threatening and that her health needs to be safeguarded. Shaloy Michael has more for us in this report. According to Mr. Hemmings, Panton has had several episodes of seizures which led to her suffering a stroke while in custody after her bail was initially denied in February. He said doctors at the correctional facility ordered a medical investigation which included a CT brain scan. He added that efforts were made by a phlebotomist to obtain blood from Panton, but no vein could be located. Mr. Hemmings attributed her deteriorating health to poor nutrition at the correctional facility and her not having access to necessary medication. He submitted that she's forced to buy snack items such as cheese and cornflakes at a tuck shop, which costs an average $30,000 per month. 
He said his client has not been receiving the required physiotherapy sessions following a surgery she had in August 2022. But the Crown contested that the only new material being put forward is the single allegation of Panton suffering a stroke. The prosecutor said steps have been made to accommodate Panton's physiotherapy as recent as a Tuesday of this week. The Crown called to the witness stand the medical doctor who examines Panton on a weekly basis. The male doctor said Panton reported to him on February 28 that she had a seizure four days before. But after a medical examination was conducted, the doctor said no seizure-like activity was observed. He said no report was made concerning a stroke and that he attended to her just last week Wednesday. The doctor said he never saw any indication of paralysis, loss of speech, or any other symptoms associated with a stroke. The renewed bail application will continue on Thursday at 10 in the morning. Shaloy Smichael for Nationwide News. I wonder if she, him never, she never gave him none of the money, that's why I'm not side with her. Because damn, your own doctor who visits you every week, examines you every week, is saying that he never saw any indication of paralysis, loss of speech, or any other symptoms that are associated with a stroke. He's also saying that no seizure-like activity was observed. Panton, you should have given my money and you'd have, all right, go, go through. <laughs> Sorry. Moment. Yes. Is this the first lady that we spoke about? Yeah, the, the one with the SSL Last and you're saying Bolt and all of that. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same one. Uh, Vice Cartel Health are deteriorated too. So is other prisoners. So, make sure stand in there. She do wrong. You see me? You scam. You know what I mean? Yeah, you do wrong. You take away people's livelihood. People hard working money. You see me? I say, uh, years of training just for those for you there. And, uh, and somebody will give back. You see me? We know about the rest of people who get scammed, but we know about both. And everybody knows about both. The building women build the, the, the charities, all these things. This man, he never forget about the money. You see me? I said, he couldn't just keep his money, move to a different country, all them something there. And this money I put in all these work for years upon years and give back and charity and all them something there. And this is what you do. I know you're about what you help. Turn in there, turn in there. <laughs> She's complaining about that, that the fact that she has to spend $30,000 a month um, at the, the talk shop buying snack items such as cheese and cornflakes girl you're lucky though she don't spend thousands of dollars on her apartment and the lifestyle and all these things she never not complain about that so why complain now woman go here man <laughs> i mean she's getting the medical attention which is necessary she's getting that she is getting that all right you know what um jean i wish you well that's all I can say. Next story. Labor Minister's fact-finding team finds exaggerated claims of abuse in farm work programs. Story also courtesy of Nationwide Radio. Minister without portfolio in the office of the Prime Minister Robert Morgan says reports of widespread abuse and mistreatment in the overseas employment program have not been substantiated. The program has, is more commonly termed the farm work program. The minister addressed the matter at the post-cabinet media briefing on Wednesday.
The Labor and Social Security Ministry had commissioned a fact-finding team of various stakeholders to visit farms in Canada and report back on conditions. Minister Morgan says despite some challenges reported, some claims may have been exaggerated. He says the Labor Minister Carl Samuda is expected to address the matter in his upcoming sectoral debate presentation. The people who went to do the investigation weren't employees of the government. They were people in the union movement. I think Helen Davis White was there and some other persons independent of government. What we found is that there were very few issues that rose to the level of what was described as a slave-like environment. And I think a lot of the workers were a bit upset that many of them were engaged in work on farms that had reasonable accommodation they were being compensated appropriately but their engagement was being caricatured as if they were involved in slavery which is not so and the evidence does not support that to to contextualize what were probably exaggerated claims not suggesting that people may not have had issues, but the whole broad brushing of the program as a kind of oppressive engagement, that is not the reports that we're getting and the evidence is not supporting that. So, um, Mr. Morgan, I am going to challenge your statement. So the farm were the farms, I'm sure they knew you were coming. I'm pretty sure of that. And what usually happens when um, people know that they're going to be visited or inspected? They clean house, right? They are going to make sure that the weeds are taken out of the garden that is at the gate at the front. You're going, and we do it. Let, let's, let, let, let's look at ourselves, for example. When we're having visitors over, if we're going to entertain or somebody calls you and says, hey, I'm going to be in town, I'm going to come look for you. What do we do? We get busy, we make sure our bathrooms are spotless, our house is cleaned. When you step in the door, a nice fresh smell, kitchen spotless, nothing out of place, no cobweb up in the ceiling. If, you're, if it's a 20-foot ceiling, you'll find a way to reach up there for take it down. It's what we do whenever you're expecting guests. Because the last thing you want is for someone to come to your house and then walk away and say, boy... My God, Javet Hosen and brethren, this is some dirt in the corner around us. So it come in like she have the, 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 the kitchen packed with dirty plate. No, brother, mm -mm, now go back there. That's what happens. People talk. So why is it then we will not say, you know something, it is a strong possibility that the owners of these farms may have done some housekeeping so that when... The representatives from Jamaica come and say they're going to say, but they're not so bad after all. What are the people complaining about? They must have make a pure fuss. Here is what I'm going to suggest, Mr. Morgan. How about one of you go undercover, right? Sign up for the farm work program. Get assigned to a farm. Nobody no know who to be. And go through it, the rigor of it. And then come back and have it say something else. No. If someone goes undercover and the farmers, the farm, the, the farm owners don't know, and then a report comes back saying everything is exaggerated, I'll be okay. But right now I am not satisfied. I'm sorry. I don't know if anybody else has another suggestion. Um, or if anybody wants to contribute, but that's just my opinion. Moment, it's sad it's sad moments uh, um 
somebody who it, it, it starts saying you know that feeling and you have to come up with ideas for these people who claim to sell them around countries and have all sort of team behind them and at so many times we're in this room and we have come up with with, with, with ideas and suggestions well sorted out suggestions and I don't know whether we sit down for days upon and nights and weeks and months I try to put in place just in, in the room in, in our group you know what I mean everybody just, we just hear the story and we talk and we can come up with some really really good suggestions you know what I mean to sometimes hear you say oh boy it come like the people them I listen to it because you know them do them hear some of those certain things uh, uh where you know what we we'll probably come up with now in, in, in just by having a conversation with each other and me ask, it, it these are the people where say them go uh, all these institutions and get all these qualifications and it's like them just plain dumb and stupid you get me i say them can't have all these teams and you know, can't, them can't come up with some simple simple little idea you get what I say? So, I don't know, but take me seriously now, it comes like we have to go farm our own government and, you know, yeah, it comes like we have to go farm our own government. We have accountant in here, you know what I mean? We have, so, you are reading news, you, you know, for translating Spanish, all these things, so you can reach, you know, I don't know, it, it comes like we have to really go sit, come together and create our own government, our own party and actually run, the, um, take over some, the jobs with some of these so-called politicians and authorities because it come like a pair of idiots did it they like, just did it for the pay and nothing more <laughs> for the perks <laughs> yeah for the perks taxpayers money i take care of everything and them not for the nothing because it's not make no sense like a, a simple something that's not so are we alone so to watch tv <laughs> when you see certain cases take place and you know somebody decides hey them i go undercover to catch these um people you know, you see them always say I go on with the beryllium thing, every minute they rub the armor vehicle and some of them say, yo, put some, what do you call it, ink bag them in the, in the bag them with the money. So in your cases like these, the, the dye, you know, the, uh, um, dye it just dye blew packs. up and ink up the money and it have no use. Dye yeah, packs. The dye, dye packs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So are we anyone of these ideas? Are we anyone of the genius? We never go to college and all these something for 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 dinner that feel So what go on? We have to start our own thing moments. You know what I mean? We don't have the accountant already. Yeah, job it the accountant, big big accountant, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Daniel Daniel come like a genius, you know what I mean? Yes, me I say so and in talk like a politician yeah uh, I, 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 I kill you one them kill we you must say one them kill the whole life. no I'm gonna... I fall, I fall, I fall. you're trying to shut my life man exactly yeah. I kill him one them kill we that's it webster I fall. <laughs> oh my god right, guys in the sweater you know what I mean with the long sleeve sweater <laughs> oh lord uh, James go right ahead yeah I think I think one of the things that's frustrating with with news sometimes is that i feel like it, we get a better picture if we get to see both sides of the stories yeah um whenever news comes out and it's like seem to be one-sided it can be a problem because you know i i have a friend that came to canada on the farm work pro on the same program mm -hmm. years ago and we were talking i think it was we we're at thanksgiving dinner we we're talking and he was like when we're talking about the same story and he was like man like this 
he, he said that the, the, the farm the farm that he was working on, the owners were amazing and you know, helping with certain things and, and they treated their, their people well. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying that like we don't need we don't even have to go undercover. Like you you're not deprived from, from taking a smartphone. Like if you work on one of those farms, you have your smartphone, you document, you can video it, you can document and, and say this is the conditions that we're um, working under deplorable condition. Mm -hmm. um, you know, put it on social media, send it to to, to the the um, to Jamaica, and 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 let them figure it out, and also give a chance for for people who are running these programs, who are treating their staff well, giving them good condition to live in. Call out the names of the bad ones, and, right. and then big up big up the ones that are good because the reality of it is a lot of Jamaicans. A lot of people from the Caribbean depend on these programs. So when, like, it's broad, like, it would be unfair. Like, if there are, like, 100 farms and 10 of them um, treating people like slaves, mm -hmm. and then the, the 90, that's that thing, um, get broad brush. So, like, there's an easier way to do it. We have smartphones, document it, call out the bad ones, and pick up the good ones. Simple. Right. You know, I, 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 you, I have to agree with you. I have to yeah. agree with you, James. I, I really have to agree with you on that. That's a valid point because everybody isn't bad, just as everybody isn't good. And we need to be fair. And so that will definitely go along with my recommendation that they need to send someone undercover because the truth is we love to fix up a house and we know where I have guests that come through. By the way, I'm looking for somebody to host me for the um, Barclay, the event at Barclay. Anybody in New York got an Airbnb? I'm thinking of coming up there. Oh, God, I'm thinking of braving it and coming to New York. <sighs> I need an Airbnb that's free of rats. <laughs> but I want a rat as the doorman up there. Oh, you can make rat kebabs. Are you in New York, Donald? Yeah. So you know about the rat kebabs, how they taste. Well, fortunately for me, I don't eat meat. So. <laughs> when is it? Is it June or July? They're having the um, thing at the Barclays Center with um, Shabarangs, Barrington, Levy, um... Oh my gosh, I can't remember. There's a whole long list of them. I'm not even, I'm not even sure what date it is. So I'll have to check it out. It's, <laughs> it's in June, moments. Morning, everyone. It's in June. Um, Hold on there. Hold on there. Does anybody recognize this voice? Anybody recognize this voice? I think we have a stranger <laughs> in our house. <laughs> yes. So, um, I, I'd say it's June. But the thing is... Um, Get a ticket soon because I think it's almost sold out. Not of um, And I was trying to get cheaper tickets, but the cheapest tickets I saw was $213. I'm you know, I'm not gonna hate on the price of the ticket, though. You know, um, Kevrat, because the lineup is good. The lineup is good. You have some veteran artists. Um, the music should be good. The performance should be good. What are your thoughts? I am not hating on the price. 
It's just that I cannot afford it at this particular juncture. Yeah, because you just um, come off for of your bossy cruise with love and harmony, which is sold out for 2024. You two show up, Kevra. Go about your business. Uh, uh, you are talking about business, you know, but um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, because your business is on social media, so I'm going to attack your business. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Um, yeah, the t I'm, I'm not here tonight. It's, it's Patra, you have Capleton. Um, Shaba, of course, but uh, yeah, um, for me, it's gonna be like $400 plus tax. Plus, I might have to get that Airbnb like you because I live so far in Jersey. But hey, great lineup! Hold on, that Julie just said nosebleed I mean, seats is $196 for no, it's okay. Um, ah, oh, Jesus, might have to pass me this year then, okay, might have to pass me. But um, let me tell you something, not to drag it on too long, but reggae, let me tell you, reggae and dance, all the whole culture, we need to really do better. When Rose Solo had Sammy T from um, Mighty Crown, um, and Mighty Crown has been around for, what, 30 years, out of Japan. He started out at 16 years old. Love of music, right? And he was able to, <clears throat> excuse me, he was a, he fell in love even more and you know immersed himself in the culture when he was in new york being around jamaicans and so on and so forth they're doing a cruise um Russell, if you can talk let me please open up your mic and remind me because the old brain here Aguanco. but they're doing a cruise in asia i know massive b out of new york supposed to be on that cruise as well but right now we need to ride this wave and we need to bring it up and what he was saying one of the issues he highlighted which i think is something we have spoken about several times is the disconnect amongst artists um we need to collaborate more we need to band together more and he said we need more shaggies and sean pauls who are um trying to push the culture and trying to unite everybody in the culture because at the end of the day we have a product which is just beyond our um understanding we can't even grasp how valuable our product is you know that is where my registry test will come. We will take it. We will start in Jamaica. We will go to the Caribbean. Come on, moments. Put together entertainment team. Let, let's make it happen. But I told you to have people like Ramich and if you can get Ramich and um, Brognov, whatever. We can't pronounce him name now. The one from Sumfest. And if you can get um, what's her name? <laughs> him. Same one. Thank you, Kevrock. If you can get him and what's her name? The one there. Short. The other must let me forget her name. The one behind Shaggy Sharon Berg. Get get them all on the phone with me. I'm happy to talk to them. No, but it, it's truth enough. If you start a reggae street festival, you could take that reggae street festival toward the world, eh? Yeah. And it could be very profitable. Yep. Yep. Look and he said, I remember he said this too. He said that he ended up they um, Massive B ended, not Massive B, sorry, um, Mighty Crown ended up at a rock concert. They were booked for a rock concert in Italy. This rock concert 
rock. Listen now, folks. People not going to for reggae and dance all. But they booked them. And they went there in a crowd of roughly twenty to 30,000. More closer to 30,000 people. And rocked out that stadium. Bringing, introducing the culture to another demographic. Another group. That probably so, you know deep into rock that they're not even a consider regular dance hall but they were introduced to it and you know what that's going to open it's going to create a domino effect a ripple effect where now oh okay what's this let me tune in more and then quite possibly okay time to book a ticket let me get to jamaica let, let's let's get it going folks get it going for real for real all right Next up, I pinned the link at the top. We were talking about the estate, the real estate in Jamaica. Well, there is a $1.5 billion luxury condo development slated for Montego Bay. Story courtesy of JamaicaObserver.com. Borea Limited says it will pump a boy about $1.5 billion to transform the Montego Bay Racket Club into a 30-condo development. The targeted completion date is the second quarter of 2024. The asking price for the luxury high-rise units will begin at U.S. $380,000 and up to U.S. $1 million. The low-density condominium mixed-use development is being done on Racket Club property and will sit adjacent to other residences that have been part of the history-rich space for years. As Berea has pointed out, the Racket Club was once the playground of Hollywood movie stars and tennis legends. It is hoping to enhance that aura of exclusivity with a 100-foot-high sky lounge and infinity pool overlooking the beaches, city, and hip strip to the coastline of Hannibal. Berea Limited Director Abigail Folks described the project as a game-changer for Jamaica's luxury apartment market. In terms of the types of apartments and experience that we're selling, it is different. We're aiming to provide the comfort of home, but also try to merge that with a serene ambiance of luxury resort. There are 30 luxury units that range from one-bedroom apartments. So a one-bedroom apartment, folks, is going to run you U.S. $380,000 up to (laughs) two-bedroom apartments. So the two-bedrooms can run you up to a million dollars. Anyway, the sizes range from 1,200 to 3,000 square, 3,600 square feet. All the condominiums are coveted corner units. The eight-floor structure will include an outdoor rooftop swimming pool, a spa, a commissary, tennis courts and a slew of other amenities that folks expects will be major selling points. The inspiration for the concept, she said, was drawn from Canada's mixed-use apartment buildings that sometimes provide easy access to the subway and has amenities such as a gym and conference room at the resident's disposal. She said to her knowledge, the concept will be the first of its kind in the Caribbean. The development, which is now in the land preparation phase, is set to take up a chunk of real estate that was once the famed tennis courts. Folks said it will provide occupants with a much better view. Where the already existing apartments are now, there is a slight view, but where the tennis courts are, that's where the great view is. It has a view of the city as well as the sea. However, she made it clear that tennis courts will still be available to residents as one of the long list of amenities, though it is also being given 
to implementing a membership system to access some of the perks that they will be bringing on stream. We're thinking of having membership where people can come and play tennis. That's for further deliberations, though, and that hasn't been completed yet. Because we have the spa that is open to visitors, but we will have to decide. The former tennis club will now be a social wellness club. According to Berea, it will enhance its members' health and social life through human connection and self-care. The club will incorporate tennis courts, pickleball, a spa, world-class gym, a sauna, tech remedies, holistic practices, a cafe, and a co-working space. The Montego Bay Racquet Club, condominiums and spa, to be simply known as MBRCC, will be launched on Saturday. How y'all checkbooks stay? Can <laughs> can we all pull our funds together and try to get a one bedroom that we can possibly rent out and we all have some um, returns coming to us, probably annually, you know, see if we can put it on Airbnb and have it rented out for at least a year before any of us think of even staying there. Right now, we're just trying to recoup. Can we put our funds together? How many of us in the room? What's up, what's up these um, buildings and these apartments and so go to people that invest in citizenship by investment programs mm -hmm. in the various countries. So it's usually not targeting any locals or so. And um, some of them stay empty for a, large, a long period of time because mm -hmm. people come for the strength of the passport or whatever business they want to do, you know, and that's it. But um, CBI has been a very, very good earner of income for governments in the Caribbean. So it's a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword indeed. So on that note, Donald, can we all put together? We just, okay, how many of us in the room right now? Fifteen, three hundred and eighty thousand dollars um, dollars Lord have mercy. Divide that by 15. That's each of us. Can that's how much somebody did the maths for me because we, we are not a target so audience we are not a target audience why right not to, why not what's wrong with us well if you could if you could if you could afford it because i know you you you're filthy like that you know I and then you would you would fund the um reggae street fest after that but if you could afford it fine <laughs> but, <laughs> but i'm trying to say let's if each of us no on a serious note hold on no, a second and this is what i'm talking about daniel we need to know how to pool resources within our community right for three hundred and eighty thousand dollars in this luxury facility we can all 15 of us at twenty five thousand dollars approximately can own one of these apartments now if we all went out and if we don't have the savings right and each of us is able to secure a loan and we all put it into um purchasing this and put it into a trust in which we're all beneficiaries right of course it is going to go up in value right we noticed their target market because they slick with it but we saw it playground of hollywood movie stars so they are appealing to the 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 um celebrities and those who are what you call classified high value so you want to tell me say we can put together and pump three hundred and eighty thousand dollars into one of these apartments right and make back some money and we own something and then let's say after five years we say you know what we'll go ahead and sell it and buy then probably double the money that we you know we paid for it and we all walk away with something i have to see the, i have to see Go ahead, Donald. Go ahead. 
I have to see what 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 our return on investment would be, because Work if I'm able to get you that three hundred eighty thousand US dollars and do some some little mini food truck, you know, jerk on wheels, and give it to some people in some communities, we rent it out and earn more money over that period of time. Don't know why your teeth my idea. Are you sleeping <laughs> under my bed at night? Okay, I am going to have to start um, scanning my house because I don't trust y'all right about now. Who? Which one are you? Um, uh, what you call me? Because y'all don't even need to be in my house to put anything. Y'all can do it remote. Donald, what 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 what, what you up to? What you doing? No, no. Listen, let, 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 let's let's discuss that in the back channel. You know, <laughs> Javed, Javed will be a part of the conversation. Marlon, check the bed in my night time. <laughs> Somebody up out of my bed. Go ahead, yeah, so, James. Some moments. So I'm gonna. Okay, so remember we're talking about was, was it yesterday or the day before? I think it was a day before. I, yeah, and I was mentioning that I know at least two Canadian companies in, in Montego Bay, right? Mm -hmm. That are doing these these um, properties. And that a lot of the properties on the, 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 the radio station here in Toronto, um, you see that they go, um, they're running ads for like um, Jamaicans or, or Caribbean folks who want to buy property in Montego Bay. Mm -hmm. That they 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 have, I think I think they offer pre-construction too for for people here, so you can you can pay like three say three hundred thousand Canadian dollars for like a, a a two bedroom in a gated community, nice gated community. Actually, my wife actually knows someone that bought one. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of Caribbean folks that's living in Toronto. Toronto is expensive. Um, the the average house. Two bedroom in Toronto is a million dollars. So James, how much for a two bedroom apartment in Toronto? Well, um, it it depends. Like it it, it can start depending on where the location is. It mm -hmm. can start from like six hundred thousand. Okay. Um, right. if you go if you go downtown, it can go as high as three million. If it's like luxury. So six hundred thousand. Okay. All right. Thanks. Yeah. So, so a lot of people um in Toronto are buying these properties. I think, like, you know, I understand the government will get revenue in terms of, like, property tax and stuff like that. I think what, um, what's his name? You spoke about yesterday that um, the tourism minister was talking about the properties that they're building for, like, um, people in the hospitality industry. Like, I feel like for every luxury property that they're building, if they could offset by billing um affordable housing in those areas too then it could be a win-win because you know a lot of countries like guyana guyana when you look in the skies of guyana there are cranes like all over the city five years from now you're not going to recognize guyana so you know as as you like to say if you can't beat them join them but if the government can make sure that affordable housing is priority also so for every luxury property go, going up there's some type of agreement because in, in Canada, what they do, like, for example, what they do here is that, um, say, like, for example, the subway, like the subway stop, the government own those properties. They negotiate with, with developers and they say, OK, you're going to develop a 1000 unit um, luxurious condo here. We want 300 of it for affordable housing and we'll give you this property. We'll give you this property because when you build this, this, the, the high rise over it, um, people are coming down and they don't have to leave the property. They're going downstairs and jumping into the subway. So the developers are going to get 
premium value for it. So it's a it's a give and take. The the the, the developers are going to make more money, and the government secure three hundred out of a thousand affordable housing. So people that have like say minimum wage jobs or whatever can live in these luxurious buildings because the government secured three hundred for them. Something like that. But you know, luxury um condos, affordable housing, offset it. And I think it can work like that. So how much is the rent for a say an apartment? So you're saying as low as six hundred thousand and based on what Virginia put in the chat, Virginia said six hundred thousand is basic and rough in Toronto. So in the basic and rough, how much is the rent for a two-bedroom apartment in Toronto? The average two-bedroom can, I say, would start at about 2100 per month, I would say. Okay, all right. Yeah. All right, thank you. James, you made a point that may be good, right? As it's related to Canada, but look at us in the Caribbean um, perspective. I think sometimes we give the government more power than they have. Because if these developers come and they want to do this luxury apartment and they decide they're not putting any low-income housing in there, you could recommend it. But when they decide, no, they're not going to do that, what is the government of Jamaica going to do? When the guys say, okay, if you're not doing it, I'm going to go to Barbados. I'm going to go to Grenada. I'm going to do it somewhere else. You're happy the investment is coming in. So usually you would yield. Now, if CARICOM or the Caribbean was negotiating as a block and we have standard rates, then you say, okay, it doesn't matter where you go. If you want to do it in this region, this is what we offer. And as much as you could say you will go elsewhere, we have a unique features that, you know, and location and stuff that we know you would want. So that would be a different case. But most governments in the Caribbean don't have that kind of power. They're happy when they're coming in with an investment, so they really don't push you too much, to tell the truth. Yeah. I don't even think they can. <clears throat> I agree. I agree. Thank you so much, everyone. All right. Next up, because I'm trying to keep it on track because we have the Fed now thing that we're going to talk about in a little bit or later on. Um, next up on the entertainment scene, Bop is in. And for those of you who are wondering what Bop is, take a listen. Bop, 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 bop. Yeah. This is from the album Timeless Davido. Bop featuring Dexter Dabs. What time you about to What you gonna do? When we come through, bad bella can soon. When the beat drop, ain't nobody teach snooze. Girls them dance, nobody them man. Break it down, bop, bust it down, bop. Party girl, bop, where you come out? Pretty girl, bop, shaky bum bum. I hope no children are around. Come on, bum bum, take it back shots. When I done do, pass it on to. Pretty girl, bop, shaky bum bum bum. Anywhere you dey, make a call. There is an Amapiano undertone mixed with the Afro beats. I want to hear how Dexter adapts. Sounds on this one. Mix up the rum with the wine. Fuck not a club if you 
life, girl Party and enjoy your life Barbies and trees and bows The club got like cheese and crow But feel rich like And I must apologize because there's no clean version to this one So as I said, make sure no children are around I'm going to paradise now you're trapped I'm going to bring out your team and them are straight to God A vacation, I'm going to paradise now you're trapped I'm going to bring out your team and them are straight to God Pretty down, Bob Pussy down, Bob Party girl, Bob Where you come out? Pretty girl, Bob Shake it, bum, bum, bum Anywhere you live so Dexter Daps earns his first U.S. Billboard Afrobeat song start entry with Bob, a collaboration with American-Nigerian singer Davido. Bob debuted last week at number 22, but this week it backtracks to number 43. The song is featured on Davido's fourth studio album, Timeless, which was released on March 31 via Song Music. Timeless debuted at number 37 on the Billboard 200 albums chart this first week with first week sales of 17,000 in album equivalent units. It also opened at number 2 on the US World Albums chart, number 1 in Nigeria, number 32 in Canada, and number 40 in Ireland. Davido previously collaborated with dancehall artist Popcorn on the song Risky, which was featured on his 2019 album A Good Time. And still on the Billboard US Afrobeat songs chart, you have Jermaine Edwards's Beautiful Day featuring Prince and Rushan, inches up from 48 to 47. 47, having peaked at number 18, the song spends its ninth week on the chart. Moving to the streaming and sales driven by Billboard Reggae Albums chart, Bob Marley and the Whalers continue dominance of the number one spot with legend clocking 170 weeks in pole position. Best of Shaggy, the bombastic collection, rests at number two, while Sean Paul's BPI Gold Certified Dutty Classics collection hangs on to number three. So how do you feel about that? How does he sound? I don't understand it either. Um, Chief, you gonna leave me alone? I beg Whoops, I'm matching up everything. I hope you're all hearing me. Chief, why you don't leave me alone? Please and thank you. What what Chief put in the chat? Koyemio. What the heck is that, Chief? What are you saying? I don't understand. I don't understand. Did I say it right? Koyemio. You said it so good. Koyemi. Koyemi. Oh, okay. Koyemi. Koyemi. Yes. Abego. <laughs> Me too. Uh, <laughs> so Dexter didn't do too bad on that. He was able to ride that rhythm. That was a fusion of Afro beats and Ama piano. Not bad. Well, I'm happy for him. Go ahead, Afro. It's I'm sorry, Javed. Hold on. Oh, oh sorry. All right, Javed. Okay, go ahead, Javed. I'm sorry, Afro. Um, oh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I don't know what he was saying, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Why? Why did you enjoy it, Javed? Explain, please. Because the rhythm, <laughs> I feel it. I feel it in my feet. 
and all throughout my body. <laughs> That's why. See, okay, you won. Checkmate. I don't feel it though. Trevor, this is not days after that shit. <laughs> yeah, but just like I say, yo, people in here are married, you know, I um, don't know no single person in the room, so kind of tone it down. <laughs> it's morning, it's after dark. <laughs> it's night somewhere, Afo. It's night somewhere. Yeah, that's true, that's true. But it's not bad, not bad at all. I like it. I do like it. Um, Yeah. Not bad, not bad. Uh, it's so good for you, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'll link you up and raise about something. Yeah, man. I have a virgin in... in, in some, when he him, him, him does some of them songs, he has to say um, Afrobeats. One of them Afrobeats artists did. You know what I mean? Melody, rhythm, lyrics. So, I'm going to um link you up one MD and yeah, man. play yeah. one of them song and make you hear it. Like, yeah, I can't make me know. No like, problem. Always good for other, you know what I mean? Of course. Um, input and stuff like that. Uh, other ears to say, oh yeah, man, I really think you're talking about. So yeah, man. Yeah. All right. Welcome. I'll welcome that. Okay. So we're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, we have stories out of Latin America, international news, as well as this is America. This is America. All right. So now we're going back to the nineties for some dance hall. We're, throwback Thursday, hashtag TBT, music in retrospect. And we're going to be riding on the up close rhythm. And Ali Cat is going to kick it off for us. Here we go. Well, this is Ali Cat. I'm going to have all the righteous people in Van Earth. Hey, in the booty, go down. All evil people just burn up. Hey, some of us are now. When you see them, I come about the laugh. Run where y'all who are work witchcraft. Your success, I bring to your dirty thoughts. Don't trust the shadow where you see in the dark. Pondy earth father, God make a walk. And him get crucified to be smart. Squeeze your lime when the Eden a pass. Feel vampire when me put up my cross. Look it in me, realize I never make a slip. Like for me, dolly, where them get up your split. Want me stop my work and sell down a market. My resistance to failure, tough like a brick. Me fire every over man in the district. Portland to Hanover, perform the trick. I hold back people who are trying benefit. No for them out of road, get chastised for this. So, when you see them, I come never to laugh. Run where y'all do a work witchcraft Your success I bring to your dirty thoughts Don't trust the shadow where you're sitting at the dark Mr. Vegas, come on in. Want to give a big thank you to everybody listening on JanoRadio.com. By now, you should have already downloaded that Jano Radio app. J-A-H-K-N-O. Available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Take us on the go. We had the up um, bookshelf rhythm earlier. This one is the up close rhythm. Walk the money, walk the money, and bring it come. Who remembers this one from Goofy? Snatch your fault if you act 
Thank you to everyone logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. For quality music while you work or play, keep it logged on to www.QMZRadio.com for that good music to get you through your day. Thank you to everyone right here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. Thank you for joining me every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Checking on me out, baby, that's no lie. Well, that's no lie, coming again, no blight. Remember to set your alarms for Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, days after dark. Yes, real relationship talk. Live on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and the conversation happens on Clubhouse. Join the crew. Match up this age and go retire See I was holding on See I was holding strong See I was holding on 
for better day. Yeah, yeah. See, I was holding on. on. See, I was holding on. on. See, I was holding on. on. All right, it is the top of the hour. We're going to go ahead and get back to business. Sorry, General Degree and Buccaneer, got to cut you. For real though, why y'all trying to prove something? <laughs> Thank you once again to everybody logged on online and everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Thank you for joining me for Coffee in Tow. And we're starting off in Latin America. First up, Cuban lawmakers vote in new five-year term for current president. Story courtesy of AlJazeera.com. Cuba's National Assembly has ratified another five-year term for incumbent President Miguel Diaz-Canel. In a move expected to result in few changes as the country struggles with an economic crisis and an exodus of citizens. We must assume this gigantic challenge without slowing down, Diaz-Canel, who is 62, said in a speech following his victory on Wednesday. He called upon his cabinet to face up to obstacles and resolve inefficiencies over the next five years. He won re-election with votes from 459 of the 462 legislators present. He first assumed the presidency in 2018 and has largely rejected proposed structural changes to Cuba's political and economic system. Next, we hop on over to Mexico. Also courtesy of Al Jazeera, Mexico's top court limits the army's role in public security. Blocking a contentious move by President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador to put a civilian force under military control. The National Guard plan approved by the governing party-controlled Congress last September alarmed Lopez Obrador's opponents and human rights campaigners who said it handed too much power to the armed forces. By Eight votes to three, the Supreme Court annulled on Tuesday the legislative reform granting the Defense Minister operational and administrative control of the National Guard, concluding it was unconstitutional. Before coming to power in 2018, López Obrador had promised to send the military back to the barracks. But under his presidency, the armed forces have kept their role in tackling drug cartel-related violence and even gained more responsibility, including control of ports and customs and major infrastructure projects. López Obrador created the National Guard in 2019 with a civilian command to replace federal police accused of corruption and human rights violations. And it is time for us to jump on the international scene. 
Twelve are arrested after Beijing hospital fire has killed 29 people. Story courtesy of NPR. A dozen people have been detained after a hospital fire in Beijing killed killed 29 people, Chinese authorities have reported. The fire broke out at around 1 p.m. on Tuesday local time at Beijing's Changfeng Hospital. Multiple videos of the fire on social media show smoke billowing out of the white, multi-story hospital. Desperate people trapped in the building climbed out of the hospital's hospital's windows into air conditioning units and lowered themselves down on bedsheets. Authorities said that 26 people have died um, in the fire and they were patients. The other three were a nurse, a medical assistant, and a family member of a patient. At least 71 patients have been rescued. The cause of the fire is still being investigated, according to officials, but they said they believe it originated from welding sparks from construction in the hospital's inpatient wing. Authorities have detained 12 people, including the hospital's head, her deputy and construction workers. Next up, we have live um, reports, live updates as it relates to Russia and Ukraine. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg pays his first visit to Kiev since Russia's invasion began in a show of solidarity for Ukraine. President Volodymyr Zelensky says he is grateful for an invitation to a NATO summit in July, but now is the time for the alliance to admit Ukraine as a member. The Kremlin says preventing you the Kremlin says preventing Ukraine from ever joining NATO remains a key war aim. A Ukrainian major says a counter-offensive against Russian forces could begin at any time, warning a sudden assault is possible. Also courtesy of Al Jazeera, online posts in Sudan show trapped civilians and doctors in despair. A doctor in grey-green scrubs and a face mask walks into the crowded reception area of Khartoum Teaching Hospital. A thick layer of sweat is visible across his brow. The room is filled with dozens of visibly exhausted women. Some stand while others sit on the floor, slumped against the bare white walls. In an exasperated tone, he tells the room, Speak up, people, so we can get out of this disaster. The oxygen will run out. The patient's will expire and we ourselves will expire. The women are part of a sudden influx of patients caused by the evacuation of the nearly nearby Al-Shab teaching hospital as heavy fighting rages in Sudan's capital, Khartoum. Staff at the teaching hospital had called for urgent assistance to allow its evacuation, but they were only able to leave on Wednesday. Also on the continent, Uganda's Museveni is um, planning to consult lawmakers about anti-LGBTQ bill, also courtesy of Al Jazeera. So the Ugandan president will meet lawmakers from his party on Thursday to discuss a strict anti-LGBTQ bill before a deadline to sign it, veto it, or send it back to parliament for revisions. Human rights activists and the United States government say the bill is among the harshest pieces of legislation to target sexual minorities anywhere in the world. While more than 30 African countries, including Uganda, already ban same-sex relationships, the new law passed in March appears to be the first to outlaw uh, merely identifying as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transge- transgender, and queer. 
Human Rights Watch said. It would impose the death penalty for so-called aggravated homosexuality, which includes having gay sex when HIV positive, and 20-year sentences for promoting homosexuality. Its passage in March, with near-unanimous support in Parliament, has already triggered a wave of arrests, evictions, and mob attacks against Uganda's LGBTQ LGBTQ community, uh, members of the community are saying. WHO officially launches mRNA vaccine tech hub in Cape Town. Global pharmaceutical firms, including Moderna and Pfizer, if we remember last year or the year before, had declined to provide the technical know-how to replicate their vaccines in Africa. Well, Al Jazeera is reporting that the WHO has finally launched its um, Tech Hub, a facility established during the COVID-19 pandemic to help poorer countries struggling to access life-saving medication. In 2021, the WHO picked South African biotech firm Afrigen Biologics for a pilot project to give poor and middle-income countries the know-how and licenses to make COVID vaccines. At the time, South African President Cyril Ramaphosa's called it a historic step. After eight years of research, world-changing malaria vaccine has been approved in Africa. Yes, finally. Um, Two of West Africa's biggest economies, Ghana and Nigeria, have approved it for immunization in infants between five months to three years of age, one of the highest mortality groups for malaria. Scientists have been trying to create a vaccine for malaria for more than a century. Currently, the final trial data, a study of R21 shots in 5,000 children in Burkina Faso, Burkina Faso, has been shown to various African health or drug authorities, but has not been made public yet. Um, when speaking with BBC, the University of Oxford representative, Professor Adrian Hill, who is the director of the Jenner Institute, said, we expect R21 to make a major impact on malaria mortality in children in the coming years. And in the longer term, it will contribute to overall final goal of malaria eradication and elimination. At the moment, the Serum Institute in India is preparing between 100 to 200 million doses of the vaccine for use in Africa. Ghana, the first country to approve it for use, is also constructing a factory in its capital of Accra, where R21 will be manufactured for a few dollars per dose. So that's good. Glad to hear that. Um, this is not international news, but I have to bring this up. So anybody keeping on top of Marcus Houston and what he's saying. He says women his age often come with baggage and kids. <laughs> I don't know if I'm to laugh or I'm to cry. So, Marcus, sometimes it's best to quit hitting your tongue. You're already under scrutiny for marrying a woman which is, who is way much younger than you. Right. Um, but he told page six that women his age often come with baggage and kids. A red flag to me was always with a woman that had a child. He said nothing against single women, but single mothers with children are a red flag for me. 
A red flag for you. Okay. Was his mother a single mother? Is his mother a single mother? Do we know anything about his mama? I think she was. Okay. Let's start right there. Mm -hmm. So you're telling men your mama age not to pick up your mama because she's a bag. She has baggage, right? That's what, that's what you're saying, right, Marquez? Because if you're going to say women your age come with baggage and kids, well, guess what? Your mama has you has baggage and kids and you the baggage that she probably need to get put put down. Be nice. He can kick several rocks and buck him to and bust him head on top of it. Anyway. Yeah. His wife is now 22, by the way. When he was 38, they got in, he got engaged to her when she was 19. And he has publicly defended their relationship and then he's gonna say as if to say this is supposed to soothe any wound i tip my hat and respect women that are raising children on their own but when i grew up i never really wanted to have kids man suggest don't anybody got time for you next so speaking of sitting down <laughs> if i may go right ahead let's go back to this let's go back to this malaria vaccine yes so India represents 3% of the global malaria burden. Mm -hmm. Let's, why don't they try that in India first <laughs> before trying to disseminate it across the globe? I just wanted to say that <laughs> instead of making you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyway, mm -hmm. they, yeah, somebody else needs to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> I just have several seats. Somebody needs to have several seats. You know, um, why would they start in india remember we are technically indians you know according to the scale technically indians are at the bottom of the barrel you know but they have positioned themselves above us so we are now at the bottom of the barrel so we don't matter so any testing that needs to be done test it on us right that's that, that's that's what it is and if we lose a couple of y'all we don't really care as long as it's not us <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what they're saying. Mm -hmm. That's it, alright. Well, but at, at the same time, you know, cause more when them decisions they get make, you know, under the citizens them still gonna just make it, and the government. So the government they want continue to be stupid, for use them citizens as guinea pigs. You know what I mean? A, a full time of some of these government officials get the heck out, um, leave. You know what I mean? People start vote for them. Although, boy, come like Africa thing different still. <laughs> Here's the one come on to for them election thing. But yeah, yeah, them need for, for, for go. You know what I mean? I start using them citizens as um, test subjects. Even though decades that's been going on. But uh, when it takes a stop. Yeah. All right. You know? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Donald. You know something? Sometimes moments I find we use the word government loosely, right? We keep we like to talk about the government, the government, the government, like because it absolves us of our responsibility. Yet still, we put the governments there. You understand? It's mm -hmm. like it's like some of us like to say, "Oh, black people, this black people don't do that, black people don't do that." So we refer to ourselves in the third person, so that we don't have to take responsibility ourselves. And it's high time, I think we have an educated enough population 
that people have to start to speak out, have to start to choose better representatives. We have to take it personal and said, okay, I would do this because I think it's best for my country. I would do that because I think it's best for my community. And let's stop talking about the leaders, the leaders, the leaders. The leaders didn't just drop from the sky, you know? Yeah. We have to start to take some more responsibility. I have to agree with you. I have to agree with you. We have to hold ourselves responsible. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Before I play the um, next video, I, I forgot I have to do my intro. Sorry, folks. I totally forgot my intro. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. So we're starting off in beautiful South Florida and. Well, I was here yesterday and I waited 40 minutes. When I got here, the lady said we're out of gas. A desperate search for gasoline continues across South Florida as drivers face empty pumps or long lines. Well, I was here yesterday and I waited 40 minutes. When I got here, the lady said we're out of gas. Across Broward and Miami-Dade. There's no gas here. I, I went everywhere. Everywhere. There was nothing. Gas hunters like Paul Soto. Fill up or be stuck. Drove sky 10 spotted from the sky. Long lines. Uh, the one by my house right here on Johnson Street, the Chevron, that had like a line like if they were giving away free gas. No more gas. Several gas stations across oh. Broward and Miami-Dade. So here's the problem. Hold on. Struggling to find gasoline. What's it been like the past couple days trying to find gas? Has it been difficult? Bad nightmare. Pump drivers on a hunt to find fuel. A couple gas stations I've been to uh, had signs on that they were out. Six days of gas shortage in South Florida. Where is the empty soup governor? (laughs) So it's day seven, struggling to get gas still. And the governor of our state is yet to come out and say anything. He is yet to come out and acknowledge the flooding that has happened. And we are counting the days, Rhonda Santis. We're not blind. We, we, we are fully aware. Um, people are commenting. The Santis is too focused on Bud Light and Mickey Mouse. And yes, the reason he is so focused, and this is my personal opinion, what I'm gathering, what I'm putting together when you stitch it all together. The reason he is so focused on um, Disney, I don't think it's because he really cares about Disney. Somebody is in his back pocket because the land around Disney, they wanted to put a prison on. It was on the news. They're talking about it. He, somebody is in his air And he is promising them that he can get them the land. So he's going to go to war with Disney. I hope he doesn't win. So he's busy worrying about um, everything else except the situation that we have going on in South Florida. Uh, Some people are saying... (laughs) They think he's at Disney dressed as Goofy. 
<laughs> and of course, the people are saying, okay, you Cubans in Miami, what you gonna do? <laughs> Some people are saying, all y'all deserve down there in Florida is thoughts and prayers because that's what y'all did to your state. They're shredding us to pieces down here in Florida, people. And that's how much he cares for y'all down in Florida. Serve y'all right. <laughs> well, I didn't vote for his ass. So. Oh, DeSantis. To date, you can check the news. He has not come out and issued one statement regarding the flooding in South Florida. What do you do with somebody like that? On that note, did any of you have the opportunity to listen to um, Kennedy's speech as he has launched his bid for president? I feel he was hanging out in here. I somehow feel he was hanging out in here. Or somebody that he's close to is hanging out in the room with us. Because every issue that we have spoken about, he highlighted. We, I mean, whew, child, I worry for him, though. I do worry for him. Something about that family. Um, he spoke about health care. He spoke about food stamps, benefits. And he highlighted someone that he knows that brings oysters to him and they chop up and, you know, cut up and have a good time together. The man is on food stamps, right? He was getting either 300 and something or 200 and something dollars a month on food stamps. And this is on the news, folks. You can check this part out that I'm about to say. The man got a phone call or a letter, whatever it was, advising him that his food stamps are going to be reduced to $25 a month. This is a veteran, by the way. A veteran, okay? His food stamps are going to be reduced to $25 a month. It's on the news. Some people are going to be going down. Right here in Florida, some people are going to be losing. Um, <laughs> yeah, going down to $30 a month. He spoke about that. He brought up Ukraine and he said, there's nothing wrong with being humanitarian absolutely nothing wrong with that we're supposed to be humanitarian but now he's questioning the humanitarianism the extent of it and the same thing we have said here charity starts at home how can you be pumping billions into ukraine when your very people here are suffering their children here going to bed hungry and he went on don't know if anybody else got a chance to hear him. No, we never hear him, you know. But we can tell you this. Um, you know, some of the rooms in Pan Clubhouse is in there, like preservation of the human race, um, the rabbit yeah. hole and stuff like that. Yeah. Because remember him father, he you know, talked about the whole alien thing and stuff like that from um, uh, during him time and things. So, you know what I mean? Him, yeah, him, him, him. him I guess of the same sentiments as well, and you know, uh, I guess come across certain documents where we end up chop it up with 
the, the so-called conspiracy theories them during the whole vaccine thing and UFOs and stuff like that. Yeah, so, he spoke about that to yeah, Apple, yeah. Yeah, man, so, I mean, uh, him, yeah, but the same thing, what you say, you worry for him, a lot of persons say the same thing too, you know what I mean? Because everybody knows what takes place with him father and stuff like that and so forth. So, um, a lot, uh, and persons who have them type of like information, they will talk about um, UFOs and shadow um, governments and stuff like that. They normally get quiet, you know what I mean? Uh, not by force. So, um, yeah. People kind of word for him as well, you know. I mean, I, I think my wife said the same thing too. And hopefully, hopefully, he's all right still and no harm no come to him, you know. I mean, hopefully, he's not right on the back of him people them, and use him all for the situation for gain the trust of the people him, and when him go it. And if or when him get through him, just switch up. It's like, hey, what's going on? I, I thought he was with us, you know. Right, I mean? so, right. Yeah, kind of no politician thing like already, but so far, I mean, so far, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still gonna chop it up for the people, them and hear what the people have to say and share the listening. same views and yeah, he's listening he's and listening. share the same views and stuff like that. Yeah, and so we're gonna keep an eye on it. We're gonna continue to watch and see how this unfolds because the truth is, I, I cannot with good conscience say I would endorse Joe Biden. Sure as heck. Uh, we, we see we have a madhouse on the Republican side with um, Santis and DeSantis and um, Trump. So let us see. We need a breath of fresh air. So we're going to talk about that another time. All right. Oh, this is America. Teen brothers among three charged in Alabama party killing. Story courtesy of BBC.com. Two teenage boys and a man have been charged with murder after shooting at a 16th birthday in Alabama that killed four and injured 32 over the weekend. Brothers Tyreek McCullough, 17, and Travis McCullough, 16, were arrested on Tuesday night. Wilson Lamar Hill, 20, was held on Wednesday afternoon. The suspects are each being charged with four counts of reckless murder, police said. More charges are expected in connection with Saturday night's attack. Officials said the three suspects are from Tuskegee, Alabama, or Tuskegee. How do you pronounce it? Tuskegee or Tuskegee? Tuskegee. What's the right word? Tuskegee Airmen. Somebody help me now. Quit laughing at me and help me out. Uh, Tuskegee. <laughs> Thank you, Afa Tuskegee. Thank you. See? <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye. Slow my hand this morning, which is about 40, which is about a 40 minute drive from the crime scene in Dadeville. The two teenagers will be tried as adults, an automatic requirement for anyone 16 or older charged with murder in the state. At a press conference on Wednesday, officials told reporters the investigation was still in its early stages. Officials previously said they had recovered shell casings used in handguns at the crime scene, noting there was no evidence of a high-powered rifle and that one was used. So because of the laws... It is an automatic requirement for anyone 16 or older to be charged with murder in the state. All right, so there we go. Next up, suspect arrested after two cheerleaders were shot in Texas supermarket parking lot where one opened door to, after one opened a door to a wrong vehicle. A Texas cheerleader fighting for her life this morning after becoming the victim of a shooting. She and three other cheerleaders were shot when they tried to make a stop at a grocery store. Now police say it may have all been because of one mistake. 
The Woodlands Elite Cheerleading Company in the Houston area attracts athletes far and wide, and Peyton Washington is said to be one of them. She's the, really a huge face in, in the all-star cheerleading world. She's a mentor, mentor and a role model to so many kids in this industry. She's an amazing athlete, amazing kid. But tragedy struck just after midnight Monday. Peyton and three other cheerleaders from the Austin area were in a grocery store parking lot when they came under fire. One of them grazed by a bullet. Peyton was shot in the leg and the back, rushed to the hospital in critical condition. It's reported one of the girls might have mistaken a man's car for her own. From what we understand, the guy got out. Uh, she jumped back in her car, rolled down the window, went to apologize and say, I'm sorry, I thought this was my car. And they saw that he had a gun. Police announcing 25-year-old Pedro Rodriguez Jr. was arrested for the shooting. It's a very, very sad day for us. Peyton is set to join Baylor University's acrobatics and tumbling team later this year on scholarship. Police say they've obtained surveillance video of the shooting, but have not released that to the public. So we are going to definitely wait for that. I want to see that video as well. But is this what we do now? We just shoot. Now, I don't know about you, but I know it has happened to me. Have you ever accidentally gone to another car thinking it was your vehicle because it's the same color, everything? It happens. It happens. But this is the America we have, not us, not me at least, have asked for. A trigger-happy America. The NRA must be smiling. Those who refuse to do anything must be smiling, saying, cha-ching-ching. -ching. That's it. Um... Next story is out of Dadeville, Alabama. Go right ahead before I read. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry, moment. I'm just curious about something. There's, there's something that I've noticed in North American news. I don't know if it's just me, but um, when, like, all incidents that, that happen with, with African Americans, with, like, whether it's police or, or otherwise, um, I noticed that on the news... It's like they always read out the accolades of the person. There's something that I've been noticing for a while. So I'm wondering, is it that they feel like, okay, being an African-American in itself is not valuable enough to, to live? So they have to say, okay, this person was a, a you know, have a, a 4.0 whatever average or was a role model in, in their community. So... It's kind of painting a, a light that, okay, this is why, you know, this is such a tra tragedy, as it's not a tragedy enough that a human life has been taken. I'm not sure if I'm reading too much into it, but all of the news that I've heard with all of these shooting, I, I notice a trend where it's almost like they have to read out your accolades saying, you know, this person, this life was valuable, as if, you know, just being a human being is not valuable enough. I see what you're saying. In this case, though, this young lady that they're highlighting, she's African-American. So, but I see what you're saying. No, what, what were you saying? This young lady that um, is in critical condition, she's African-American. Yeah, no, so that's... Yeah. So you're... Okay, hold on. Let me, let me see if I understand. So you're saying that with the African-American victims, they always give their um, resume... Their resume as if, like, as if the resume is, is the reason why they should not have, 
have, have died the way they died. No, as if, I like, think they do it for every victim. No, am I missing something? I don't know. No, not 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 from what I can see. Like I, I I've I've realized the only other victims they do that for, like I realize, is in like the mass shooting when they're calling out the names and they're saying, but like regular incidents, like I don't I don't see them doing that. I need to pay more attention. In, yeah, I, I see it in mass shooting. I see it in mass shooting, and I see it in. Like the, the the whole um police shooting or or stuff like that with African Americans. That's what I based on my observation, that's what I've noticed. Okay, I gotta I gotta pay more attention. All right, and I um Virginia is saying thumbs up to that too. Go right ahead. Uh, me. Crystal. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's because they <sighs> They used to uh, put us down, like when they show pictures. If if you commit a crime, alleged crime, they show your mugshot. They show the worst picture of us. So I think they're trying to change just a little bit and put us in a better light because we've been put down so much. Ah, okay. That makes sense, Crystal. Change the narrative. Go right ahead. Go ahead. What do you, what do you have to, to realize in recent history, I, mean, I talk about in recent history, in the founding of the Americas, black people was not considered humans. We were, we were not people. So the constitution, a lot of the stuff did not apply to us. We were like chattel. You understand? So that same narrative has continued. You understand? So when they look at right, they don't look at black people the same way they look at other people. We were just property. They they used to actually hunt Negroes. So we have to keep those things into context. So we like to think like because I'm a man and no, they don't see you sometimes as a man. And that yeah, psyche has not changed. Mm. Right. Truth is for a human being, you know. Don't forget that, you know. Yeah. Ah, such a shame. All right, but. Um, so, in other words, then, um, based on Crystal's explanation, James, it is trying to change. They have, we're going in a different direction. We have adjusted the sales, or they have adjusted the sales, and are trying to, you know, change the narrative or make us aware that, you know, they're making an effort. I wasn't, the honest truth, I really wasn't paying attention. So, I'm, I'm grateful for your highlighting that. So, now I am going to... Be more cognizant yeah but but that's that's another problem too moments because we you know as as people will move from no rights to civil rights and civil rights is closer to no rights than 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 it is to being like equal right if you if you realize we're the only group that asks for civil rights lgbtq as a movement don't ask for civil rights jewish people don't ask for civil rights they ask for equal rights civil rights is is guarantee you the minimum i'm not going to kill you today but you're not equal human being okay. and that's what we that's what we ask for so for me like to to kind of it 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 paints a picture of civil rights that, like okay if this person was working at walmart or working at mcdonald's drive through and don't have like a good gpa average or whatever maybe it's okay but because you know, this person is a lawyer or a husband of two, uh, ah, uh, sorry, husband mm -hmm, of one, mm -hmm. husband of one with, with two kids or whatever, is an upstanding person, a citizen. citizen. Mm -hmm. That means we should feel bad because this person died because 
this person died by the hands of the police because this person so-called is of value to society. So, to society. I get you. I get you. Yeah. I get so you. So it's civil. I get civil. you. It's not good All enough. All right. All right. Great points. Okay. Uh, so moving along, because I'm trying to get to the top of the hour so that we can get into the business segment. Former Trump um, CFO Alan former Trump organization CFO Alan Weaselberg is released from Rikers Island Jail. Yay! Who's having a party for him? <laughs> oh, God. <coughs> I hope Trump is having a welcome home party for him. Sorry, let me be myself. Um, so Alan Weaselberg, according to CNN, the former chief financial officer of the Trump organization was released from jail on Wednesday after serving roughly four months for his role in a decade-long tax fraud scheme. Weaselberg, who remains loyal to former President Donald Trump, if you remember, was sentenced in January to five months in jail as part of a plea deal, which involved him pleading guilty to 15 felonies and testifying against his former employer at the criminal tax fraud trial. So two Trump organization entities were convicted and fined the maximum penalty of 1.6 million dollars i hope um there's a huge party. trump is having a welcome home party for him that's all i'm gonna say on that one next up report on racist messages um sent among antioch california police officers sparks a protest story courtesy of cnn Protesters gathered out the Antioch, California Police Department on Tuesday after a report revealed racist text messages sent among some officers and members of the public. The report from the Contra Costa County District Attorney's Office named 17 police officers in the Antioch Department who it said sent or received racist text messages in 2020 and 2021, including use of the N-word and sharing pictures of gorillas in reference to black people. One text message exchange says the N-word is commonly used, the report said. The messages also show frequent discussion about abusing people while on patrol. According to the report, in one exchange from March 2021, an officer bragged to a civilian that he had field goal kicked the head of a person in custody and tried to knock him unconscious. The partially redacted report issued in two parts late last month and released last week is part of an investigation the prosecutor's office conducted with the FBI regarding crimes of moral turpitude and criminal offenses among current and former officers. The released documents said without detailing what spurred the investigation? CNN has reached out to 14 of the 17 officers named in the report for comment, but was not able to locate the other three. Hmm. Keep them coming. That's all I'm saying. Keep them coming because it's time to make them bankrupt, folks. Keep it. Let them keep talking. That's the only way we're going to weed them out. That's it. So we're not angry. We're not going to be mad. We are going to look for the silver lining and we're going to look that of what good is coming out of out of this. Because guess what? After the storm, there got to be some rain. And in every situation, there is a benefit. There is a turning of the tide. Oh, yes. Let us let us be grateful, grateful for technology right has come in pretty handy grateful that things are being leaked 
grateful that things are coming to the surface let us express gratitude and we are gonna smile because more and more of them are going to be unveiled that's it i'm not gonna be yeah, angry everything everything moments uh fuck that dog so my husband say you know <laughs> why get upset make, make it continue reveal everything you know start to come out so if I can't get to sue them, sue them, hit it where it hurts. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I just, if you can't sue them or you can't get them out of the position, definitely get them out of the position. You get what I mean? Because, yeah, cause a long time, a long time this will go on. The more of them right. videos I come across and news I come across with police officials, you know, have racist uh, WhatsApp groups or chat rooms and, you know what I mean, all these type of stuff. So I don't know the new yeah. and it will come out more and more. You can't change their hearts, but you're damn sure going to remove them from the positions. Go right ahead, Donald. No, I just wondering, like, is it just me or is it just amazing? that people like Weaselberg and them could be committing crimes for decades committing crimes knowingly committing crimes over and over and over again we find them so-called guilty and then they go to prison and relax for five months and then come back out and continue to commit more crimes because that's what they usually do mm-hmm. but when you when you hold them out with a little script back in the day Three times you sell him in jail for life. You know, and when you really look at it, the system would never change. The onus is in us to do our own things. Let's do our reggae street festival, let's do our joke cards, let's do what we have to do to work with each other, to build each other up, to secure a better life for ourselves and our children and our future. Yeah. Because the politicians will continue to do what they do because it is beneficial and profitable for them. And them and their friends will continue to get away with it. Yeah. So let us see what we can do. Whatever we have control over, put our emphasis in it and move forward. That's all right. Thank you, Donald. Thank you, Apple. Well, Boy Scouts of America will begin to compensate sexual abuse victims from a $2.4 billion trust after emerging from bankruptcy. Story courtesy of CNN. The Boy Scout of America will begin the distribution to thousands of victims of sexual abuse. As part of a settlement with more than 82,000 survivors of abuse, the BSA will pay out $2.4 billion from a victim's compensation trust that was established by the court during its bankruptcy reorganization. This is a significant milestone for the BSA as we emerge from a three-year financial restructuring um process with a global resolution approved with overwhelming support of more than 85% of the survivors involved in the case. That's according to Chief um, Scout Executive President and CEO. Our hope is that our plan of reorganization will bring some measure of peace to survivors of past abuse in scouting whose bravery, patience, and willingness to share their experiences has moved us beyond words hmm interesting all right so go ahead james yeah you know you know what i'm curious about um i've not heard of any research but i've seen a few um notable figure that were molested as as young men and they struggle with their identity 
so like i'm wondering like if 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 like it 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 would be offensive or thing to 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 conduct a research where these young men were molested and you know tied to their identity or like of all of these young men that were molested as as kids how much of them are struggling now with their sexuality you know trying to figure out if they are gay or if they are straight because i think one of the most famous per uh, danny mcclurkin you know danny mcclurkin right yeah mm-hmm. one of his, his first experience was with the same sex he was molested and it's something that he has struggled with for his entire life he tried to get married um and he, he, his, his marriage didn't last like he tried relationships but he's he said that the the feeling of same sex since that experience like he can't get rid of it mm. and you know it, it it because he's a christian it, it's like conflicted with his christianity mm-hmm. so that's one of the reason why he never really stayed married and it's something that he's always struggled with so do you think it would be offensive if they if they did like a research of all of these people that are claiming um to get money from that fund to see if they're struggling like emotionally or they're struggling with their sexuality you know after being molested yeah yeah you know this sorry the, the same way they link a lot of women who have been molested as a child like when they do i think they did a research with like prostitutes and stuff like that and they realized that a lot of those young girls were molested and it had an adverse effect and um they surmised that that could kind of um lead to why they are promiscuous and and enter into prostitution and stuff like that yeah but crystal put in the chat um james that there has been a study done on that so a study was done yeah okay yeah i was just wondering because i've never heard of such study because i know the conversation is happening and when you link it they they consider the the conversation homophobic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so that's 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 what i I'm, that's why i mentioned it you know what we do as adults to children will impact them for the rest of their lives all of us can remember things that happened as a child good or bad all of us so as adults we have to be careful how we handle children because what we do as i said is going to shape their future all right this is an opinion piece you can tell i'm really trying to hurry right (laughs) okay so this is an opinion piece the reason americans are getting killed in driveways um it's another only in america news cycle four young people in three different states shot by teenagers all reportedly because they had the bad luck to approach the wrong house or the wrong car. And all because America allows far too many people to arm themselves with deadly weapons. This piece is courtesy of CNN, written by one of its editors, Jill uh, Filipovic, who is a journalist based out of New York. She's also an author, and she has a book, OK Boomer, Let's Talk, how my generation got left behind. You can find her on Twitter. The opinions expressed in this commentary that I'm about to read are solely her own. Ralph Yarl, just 16, apparently thought he was ringing a friend's doorbell in Kansas City, Missouri, when Andrew Lester, an 84-year-old white man, shot Yarl, who is black, through the front door and then shot him again in the head. 
Jarl miraculously survived, but his life will never be the same. Lester told police he and Jarl exchanged no words before Lester fired. Kaylin Gillis, a white 20-year-old, was in the car with her friends in rural upstate New York when they accidentally turned up the wrong driveway. The homeowner, 65-year-old Kevin Monahan, also white, shot her dead as the car was leaving. And in Texas, police said two teenage cheerleaders were shot by Pedro Rodriguez Jr., a 25-year-old Latino man, after one mistook Rodriguez's car for her own in a grocery store parking lot and opened the door. Many Americans, particularly leading Republicans, like to point out that most gun owners are law-abiding citizens, not people who buy guns with the intention of committing a crime. The problem, though, is that any society as gun-saturated as ours is not going to see senseless violence just from criminals. It's going to see senseless violence from people who were law-abiding citizens until they used a gun to kill or maim someone. No one knows what these shooters were thinking when they purchased their firearms, but I feel virtually certain it wasn't I'm going to shoot a kid in my driveway. I suspect these men considered themselves law-abiding citizens who simply wanted to protect themselves and perhaps their families or their property. Or maybe they even wanted to have a gun just to have one. But just because the U.S. allows nearly anyone to arm themselves, we as a society create and enable a situation in which average, often untrained citizens are handed the ability to swiftly end others' lives. And it is a vicious cycle. Many conservatives who object to regulating guns also paint a picture of a violent society in which every person has to be prepared to use deadly force. And a huge majority of gun owners themselves say they own a gun because they are afraid of crime. But of course, when few limits are placed on gun ownership, guns are more common and gun crime becomes more pervasive. When guns are so ubiquitous in a society, so is gun violence. In other words, the very gun violence created by lax gun laws and mass gun ownership fuels the kind of fearless, fearfulness that leads to gun ownership. America very obviously needs to make a change. Owning a gun should be significantly more difficult than owning a car. Our laws should require extensive training, the passing of a strict test, reasonable limits on what type of weapon one can own, insurance mandates, safety rules, and regular checks of one's mental health and physical abilities. If you can't see well enough to drive a car, you can't see well enough to possibly own a firearm. At this point, the public can't know whether any of these shooters would have passed these benchmarks. But these basic regulations could have a great impact and it could also save a great many lives. And the same way a driver's test makes the rules of the road clear to drivers, 
and hopefully sends the message that if drivers break the law, ignorance is no defense. A stricter gun ownership process could emphasize to gun owners that their weapon is their responsibility. And if they fire first and ask questions later, that's going to be on them in criminal court. In the U.S., of course, this is not always how it works. Over and over, gun owners make radically irresponsible and dangerous choices, whether that's having a gun in the home when they know that their child is emotionally disturbed or violent, killing someone hastily or claiming a stand-your-ground defense or shooting at a stranger over a knock at the front door or the chime of a doorbell. In 1984, the Bernie Goetz case in New York City made headlines when Bernie shot four unarmed teachers on the New York City subway after one approached him and either, either asked for or demanded $5. While all four teens survived, one was left paralyzed with brain damage. Bernie claimed that he had been the victim of a previous violent robbery in a city beset by violent crime and so his reaction to pull out a gun and fire was a reasonable one given his state of mind it was an absurd argument especially given the allegations of racist comments from bernie but a jury bought it bernie got off on the attempted murder and assault charges and was convicted only of gun charges after the appeals process bernie ended up serving just eight months in prison but the case briefly captivated the public's attention, in part because it raised crucial questions. When judging an individual's actions as criminal or not, do we default to what that individual believed was reasonable? Or do we insist that there is some baseline standard of a reasonable person that, no matter the individual's particular background or perspective, one should have to abide by? And how much force is too much to defend one's property? These are questions we continue to face. Do we want to live in a country where deadly force is wielded according to the judgment of people like Bernie or the three men who shot first in Missouri, New York, and Texas? Or do we want to live in a county and country with laws and rules where people can make honest mistakes and not pay for it with their lives? pro-gun conservatives continue to stress that most gun owners are responsible, reasonable, and law-abiding. So it should be easy for them to prove it through a tough but fair licensing process. And when they behave irresponsibly with a weapon that they know full well was designed to kill, then we must hold them fully accountable, including with criminal charges and serious jail time. Truly reasonable, responsible, and law-abiding people would accept no less. Again, that piece is an opinion piece courtesy of Jill Filipovic, who is a journalist based out of New York. Ah, oh, Sula says Nebraska just passed permitsless concealed carry gun bill yesterday. All right, there we go. Cooler, nothing is not going to get done. Uh... No, no, no matter how much people did moments, whether somebody going around school, shoot it up, or a daycare, somebody going to shoot it up, uh, bank, um, somebody ring the wrong doorbell, or 
it's the wrong driveway. No, no, come on to them guns. Them people are not going to let go them guns. Them already, look, these people create, first of all, it's not them amendment, according to them. So them, them founding fathers and all this nonsense. And also, these people have enemies all over the world. You get what I say? And them enemies continue over the years and develop bigger and bigger and bigger guns. So, them people are, to, to them, look, they must protect themselves, whether from government and from other enemies with them create all <coughs> over the world. So, they not going to ever get rid of it. And if they can't get them on from a tanker, which we've seen before, you know what I mean? Man have tanker, man have rocket launcher, all these things, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just put up in them storage, in them house or whatever it is. Man has underground bunker, you know, like some Rambo movie I watch, and, you right. know what I mean? So, yeah, them, them ways, them culture, and they not going to get rid of it. And no matter how much people did, Okay. All right. Thank you, Apple. Go ahead, Fabian. One more comment, and then we have to take a break. Go ahead, Fabian. Please. Where's Fabian? No, I came off my by mistake. Oh, 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 okay. Sorry. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Interesting piece. She has touched on some valid points poignant points if you ask me but we'll sit you know this is america all right we're going to take a quick break and when we get back we are going to get into business and tech news and of course we have the piece from fed now as well as others that we are going to talk about now it's time for the a little more dance all in our hashtag tbt throwback thursday um and we are going to be riding the filthy rhythm kicking it off with mr vegas just make a boy know you're not blow It's I, kill him with the no No boy ain't got no secret for your wo wo It's I, kill him with the no Just make a boy know you're not blow It's I, kill him with the no Tell them severe gossip so Me why you skin your teeth and make me see it If you're sure from your phone say you never tweet You wanna freak, one man you keep And him never get complaints say you deep You make your bow, you no answer to Yo, when a one man assembly a chow chow Need up your bro, make a guy know Say him be moving blow out And sing again, heads high Kill them with the no Just make a boy know you're not blow Heads high, kill them with the no Make a boy know you wanna pop his show Heads high, kill them with the no Just make a boy know you're not blow Well it's a go cause I mix up, mix up If me don't get me fix up, fix up Me not go wait Come crashing on my deck Done fast forward and I want to eject Call a tow truck come all off the wreck Boy a tech set, pain in my neck Well this month me see you next month take a break Tired of the chicken no more want piece of steak I know every day my want to see the same face Some boy just forget replace Cause when some of them don't work me have to draw for my finger Can't tell you how much the heat still a linger Boy can't sleep left me act like a ginger Some of them don't watch a damn I'm on my number and name Them a old dog but them is a fatima One watch me watch on them man of the day Just play with them players I saw you, you know you're a slob zone crew And you want I to say power when you man them don't have to say boo It's true Don't even stress that The 
them gyal they no hot. X amount of kitty when me got in a lap. Me say loud that them gyal they would rot. Be a nasty miss until them catch scratch scratch. Me say let go that them gyal they no fi slap. I just last with me and she both gone shot. Me say run that. Hey, them gyal they clap me. Honey, 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 please before you catch them modern disease. Run where them gyal they. Big thank you to everyone logged on and listening on the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. For quality music while you work or play, remember to keep it logged on to www.QMZRadio.com for that good music to get you through your day. Traffic blocking, yellow come down in our tights and stocking. What you want here, style whopping, whopping. Handy dress, four never shocking, shocking. See rusting, traffic blocking. said this earlier and I ain't letting it go argue with your mama you can't compete with the 80s 90s and early 2000s it is hashtag TBT throwback Thursday we're taking it back in the day music in retrospect Thank you to everyone logged on to JanoRadio.com. Download that app. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Appreciate each and every one of you spending some of your day with me. Thank you.
I said you come back again Just ease up, breathe Hey, I'm saying you best drink Cut down a girl street I know you sad they like a rock And you a concrete But you not for treat Me, you say you a freak I know you lick your lick I know you nothing you meet Every night you gonna show Can watch go go Lick your lip and all us off a chow chow In case you never know Me and I yo yo You must have think you can come touch And let go so Nobody come here with your galley galley trend Just ease up, breeze up In your test get your boom now they are out again Just ease up, breeze up Do you know get me now you want look me friend Just ease up, breeze up Me tell you no one see you come back again Just ease up, breeze Keep say you a man but you no man you a woman You a big foot but a big Enjoy your nice Sunday morning way breezy So till ya get away all of that wheezy Change your fresh air atmosphere completely So when you get up you step up to wine neatly Tell a girl no feel your fault a girl leaky Whatever she ever because she too freaky And if she thinks she might just tell her Take it easy A girl a try to take your space but just tell her Say take it easy yo Cheesy But she won't come give on for your man But tell her take your time You sour like lime I gotta try to take your space But just tell her say Take it easy Cheesy Alright in a couple seconds We get back to business Four minutes after the top of the hour Voice of Buccaneer Take it easy On the filter rhythm Best rhythm them come out of the 90s Yeah I said it Thing when artists get buckled, you just a see how them knees start rattle. Car one straw, no big girl here tough, just like a nunchuckle. So how this for ya? Mm. A girl a try to take your space, but just tell her say, take it easy, yo, cheesy. But she walk on grip and for your man. All right, thank you, Buccaneer, for that one. Appreciate you. <laughs> So I'm just remembering a conversation I heard this morning as I'm I hear some things when I'm dropping my boys off at school on a particular station that I listen to. So the comedian on the show is talking. <laughs> let me ask you ladies, you know, let me put a question to the ladies in the room. If you're talking to someone and he wants to flew you out, right? So you're going to get flued out. He wants to flew you out. But when you get <laughs> Your information. He tells you just show up at the airport, blah, blah, blah. You get to the ticket counter. Um, you're told to go to Spirit Airlines. And then when you get to the counter, you realize that you're put on a standby flight. What would you do, ladies? Go home. <laughs> Turn around. First of all, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't have gone. But <laughs> you have to show me that ticket before me leave. <laughs> I hope you can't hear me because I'm outside. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, for sure, me that ticket. Nah, boss. I'm done. 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 Can I ask Russell or something? No, James. I the woman that may attack to you know your time so come. Russell, where are you? You need to get off. Use your air airpod or something because you sound like you in the echo chamber. We're not Virginia said Russell couldn't answer any faster. Is it me or is it Rosolo? Somebody let me know. I don't know. Maybe it's you. You still can't hear me? You you sound like you're in a tunnel. Javet, what do you say? Okay, so it's not it's me. It's her. you, Rosolo. <laughs> oh, gosh. Y'all ladies are killing me. So, Sula says, <laughs> she'd be, I'm going to go home. Julie says, instant block and delete. Y'all ladies, James, go ahead. <laughs> James, go ahead. No, no, I was saying, I was saying to Rosolo, what about the idea of standing by your man? You know what, James? Go sit on one side for me, please. Yeah? It's not like James. <laughs> James. James. Standing by at the airport is not standing by my man. <laughs> Apparently, he does not want me to stand by him, and that's why he's putting me on standby. I might never, I might not reach. If the Spirit Airlines stand by, I will never reach. I know where we're going. Oh gosh! So, no. Mm -mm. Oh no. Wrong, wrong question, the, James. The carrier, the carrier for me is a no-no. Spirit, <laughs> really? What about if, what if he works with Spirit? Then I don't have to go on standby. <laughs> oh, oh, I God. walk with a small bag. Walk with a small bag on spirit. No, have a no, it's a big no. It's a big somebody no. really did that? Did somebody really do that? <laughs> so no, yeah. for real? Yes. Yeah, Come on, talk to the woman. Yes, yeah, somebody okay, did so that. The lady. So she's talking to the guy. The guy says he want to. He wants to flew her out. <laughs> We know the he said flu. He's gonna flew her out. You know the you know how we city girls out of Miami, Miami talk. I got flew out. Okay. Yeah, it's a Miami okay, tour. Cool. We get flewed out. So um he flewed her out, <laughs> or he was going to flew her out. Um he tells her to go to Spirit Airlines. When she gets to the counter, she's told by the ticketing agent, ma'am, you're in a standby flight. <laughs> how is that his fault? So, so here's the How thing. Go ahead, Donna. It's not How his fault, Donna. You leave it's your not house? his fault. Exactly. Say it. <laughs> you leave your house to go to collect a ticket at Spirit. First of all, you're flying on ticket on Spirit. And then you're surprised when you get to the airport and you don't have a ticket. Who will leave their house to go to fly on Spirit? Oh, Spirit is for if you get stranded from a concert, you have nothing else to do, you have nothing on you, and you say, you know what, I'll go rally with that. That's, that's the last option here, let me see. I might get there eventually. But you don't leave your house to go to the airport to fly to on Spirit. <laughs> so, so she knew she was going, she knew she was flying on Spirit before she left her house? 
Um, I don't know. That's the part I don't know. I don't know if he told her on the while she was on her way to the airport. But Julie says on Spirit they might drop you halfway. I know. <laughs> ask you to swim. They might actually help them push, push start the plane. You have to run behind the plane and I'm pushing everybody to jump on. No. Mm-mm. Marlon, Mm-mm. I love you and I'm going to stand by you. And we are going to book our tickets on Spirit to go to New York. <laughs> because if we want to get into that concert, <laughs> we go stand by. <laughs> okay. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, God. Mm-mm. Uh, Javette said to the lady to the lady oh, before you read Javette's comment to the to the, the I would say young lady I'm obviously using that term very loosely because you're an idiot so to the lady um have a little bit more faith pride in yourself you know just don't jump up for <laughs> every and everything Nala, don't leave wrong. your house because for a trip you understand don't leave it look at the cost Nala, you're wrong. you're not reach. all of you are superficial none of you will stand by your man what if this man is struggling and it's the thought that counts you see how all of you would have lose out on a billionaire Moment. what if it's a billionaire testing you all Moment. Stand <laughs> test me on delta go nowhere. thank you test me on delta Airlines even. You know the airlines even. Don't test me on spirit on a standby ticket. You don't want to. You don't want me to reach. You That's know, a clear hint to the man. Why you come? Me stand up for the man. Me stand up for the man. It's the thought that <laughs> the man never wants here. The man did not want this. It was a trick. You were tricked. You were duped. Julius and Gray held me out instead. What you say? me out. I'm track. I'm track even. Don't have a train for hours. Don't take a nap. No, oh no Virginia, these ladies are just awful. Moments. I know people that bought a return ticket on Spirit for the first time to try it. And when they get there, they forget the return and buy a fresh ticket and go back home. Oh, Lord, <laughs> Never again in life. You know what? Me lose off of the whole on. You see how I could get me stop. So here's the next one, real quick. If you if you if you're dating a man and he has an AT&T phone, meaning his phone services with AT&T, he got good credit. If you're dating somebody, just know that you're not going to get good reception. <laughs> got credit but no good reception if you're dating somebody from um <laughs> sorry i'm trying to keep it together i can't do this if you're dating somebody from cricket <laughs> fools. his mama just bailed his ass out of jail <laughs> and chances are he going back real soon i'm done so <laughs> Woman, so wretched. <laughs> oh, oh Lord. So, ladies, if your man is using a cricket or a bosom phone, it's in his mama name, and chances are he going back to jail reels. That's a temporary love. That's a temporary <laughs> love. <laughs> Listen, I was cracking up when and my two boys are listening to it. All I could say was, you know, some I would never want to be anything else in this world but black. <laughs> we are some crazy ass people. And the things we find funny. Oh Lord. <laughs> Julie said cricket better have bail money too. 
Oh, Lord. And then the last thing he said, one of the last things I remember him saying, T-Mobile girls, the girls that work at T-Mobile and Verizon. He's like, they be the prettiest girls. He feel that T-Mobile and Verizon. Uh, one of the requirements is that you have to be pretty because you serve a as a distraction kind of services. Crap. <laughs> and if you're talking to somebody with Metro PCS, the only thing they know about is the accessories. Kind of phone ain't crap either. You know what? I'm done. I'm so done. Oh Lord, back to um, back to our program. It's business. <laughs> Virginia is melting. <laughs> All I'm gonna say, ladies, remember: if your man says he wants to flu you out, you are you gonna get flued out? Please ask the carrier <laughs> before you even left your house. I got the airport. If he said flu, don't ask anything. Hang up, block, and delete. If he said flu, hang up, block, and delete. That was the first mistake you made. You know you're wrong for that. Difference between, seriously, uh, you have to be intentional in these days. Come on, no, man. You have to be intentional in these days. We can't act reckless and careless the way we normally do. Ladies, you have to have some pride in yourself. You do. But what if the man just need a woman for help clean him up a little bit, sandpaper him up a little bit, but him have a bag of then money? he would have put her on standby on Delta. She would reach. If you're putting somebody on standby on spirit, you don't want to see them. You don't even care if them live. Let's do the story. Sissy, y'all killing me. So, um, <laughs> the first story. <laughs> so, according to CNN Business, um, <laughs> there is someone who said that staff who are worried about bonuses should leave Pity City. Mm, okay. So staffers at the office furniture company, Miller Knoll, asked their CEO during a video town hall how they could stay motiv motivated if they do not get a bonus. <clears throat> but her pep talk may not have had the intended effect. Get our orders out our door. Treat each other well. Be kind. Be respectful. Focus on the future because it will be bright. It's not good to be in a situation we're in today, but we're not going to be here forever. It is going to get better. So lead. Lead by example. Treat people well. Talk to them. Be kind and get after it. Don't ask about what are we going to do if you don't get a bonus? Get the damn $26 million. Spend your time and your effort thinking about the $26 million we need and not thinking about what you're going to do if we don't get a bonus. All right? Can I get some commitment for that? I would appreciate that. I had an old boss who said to me one time, you can visit Pity City, but you can't live there. So people, leave Pity City. Let's get it done. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Now, here's a little, another little bit of context you need. In 2022, that CEO, Andy Owen, took home $5 million in compensation, including stock options and a bonus. I'm back with the panel. That was, <laughs> that was, that was great. It is that clip, because I'm on TikTok, as you know, the TikTok, um, is all over TikTok. She's getting pummeled, and rightfully so. I just can't imagine living in that rarefied air where you actually think this is a good idea on a Zoom where, that anyone can record to say, just suck it up, guys. You're not getting bonuses. Just be kind to each other. And also, think about how much money the we company, can make. Because the company it needs $26 million to hit their financial goals. Yes. So that's why she was like, go out and find the $26 million and get out of Pity City. Yeah. I think she should maybe she could provide bus fare out of Pity City yeah, for this. Maybe. Right. You know, it's... 
She deserves to get all the attention and negativity that she's getting. But she's also just saying the quiet part out loud because every time the corporate America comes through with record profits mm -hmm. and still lays off people and still hits up the C-suite with bonuses, they're basically saying the same thing. So where are my huge supporters of capitalism when I'm constantly defending the middleman and the man at the bottom while CEOs are luxury lapping? I'm not wrong. I think it's a, an insult. See, here she is telling her employees, be kind to each other. While she takes home $5 million stock options and bonuses. Am I being unreasonable when I say I don't think it's right when companies, <clears throat> excuse me, brandish their profits when people are suffering? To pay their bills some of them have to be on state assistance and many are going to lose that now so god forbid what's going to happen to them am i being unreasonable when i'm saying that no ceo of any company needs a 20 million dollar paycheck plus bonuses am i being unreasonable and yet the same people getting the 20 million dollar checks get getting their bonuses at the end of the year will turn around and tell the people at the bottom of the toting pole, sorry, we just didn't make enough to give you a bonus check. Even though they're the ones that made you get that bonus check. And her concern is go out there and find a $26 million. Uh, you know what? Anyway, I'm done. Anybody else wants to say anything before I move on to the next one? <laughs> yeah. So, so moments. This is, this is almost similar to to the Justin Trudeau thing earlier, like the reality is like these CEOs, these people in these big corporations, you know, you understand like if someone take your company from from nothing to... to... Is it me or is it James? Sorry. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and you give them profit. You give them profit sharing based on the success of the company. But even like, for example, like in Canada, every year they list the, the, the top 100 CEOs. And when the companies are, are, are struggling, the companies are going under, and they're telling people that you can't get an a, a increase, these CEOs are still collecting like $15 million plus another $5 million in bonuses and incentives. And, and they smile and take it, you know? So I don't know. It's, 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 it's the world that we live in, right? I, I, you know, capitalists, I, I, communists. Me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Capital. Yeah, but, yeah. But James, the world that we're living in. A, a CEO with a conscience, with some moral fiber, just a little bit, who hears the plights of its employees, would understand a couple of things. Number one, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't do this on my own. I had to rely on a team of people to bring the vision to reality they worked hard dedicated these are the people who one two three they're they're fired they easily are written up and pushed out the door these are the people who sacrifice who their children are sick but leave their children with somebody else and show up so that you can look good as a ceo with good conscience and I, God forbid, I don't know where they are, but with, as, as if I were a CEO, my good conscience would have to kick in.
Yes, it may be in my contract that if I'm able to hit certain KPIs, I'm going to get a, a, a bonus and the bonus may be scaled depending on the various um, stages of the KPI structure. So let us say my bonus for having turned the company around is, let's say, $5 million. Can I, in good conscience, stand up in front of everyone on a podium and thank them and give them a round of applause and say, thank you, folks, we made it. But no bonus. But yet I'm getting a bonus. My thing would be, let us divvy my bonus up. Profit sharing for everyone. Because I didn't do it alone. But people like me and my train of thought don't exist, unfortunately. And that's probably why I will never be in that position because I'm going to be doing what is not in the rule book of CEOs and directors. And I'm not going to say, sit here and say, we should accept that as a way of life. It is wrong. It is wrong. And yes, there are those who support capitalism, and I do to some degree. But it comes to, there, there comes a time when we have to look within ourselves. You, you, you're laying off people, but yet you're building mega yachts. Laying off people, but traveling the world. And talking about it, no shame. Laying off people when people come into your offices and are proving to you their worth, what they have been able to do while um, since being hired at the company and operating, being able to meet their milestones, going above and beyond, exceeding expectations. And they come and they're asking you for a $2 increase and you look at them and tell them I don't have it. But yet the next day you pull up in a Bentley. What's the message you're sending? And no wonder we live in a world where everybody's for themselves and everybody has a crab in a barrel mentality. She needs to be pummeled properly on social media. It is my hope that the employees shut her company down by walking out on her behind. That's all I must say. That's all I must say. People pretend to care. They only care as long as you are beneficial to them. As long as they have no more use for you, get the hell out of my face. That is the attitude. Do we even know what it is to care? The only people we pretend to care about are the politicians whose pockets we quickly want to line because they are going to benefit us. That's it. We don't care about nobody else. But anyway, I've ranted enough. Let me keep it moving before I get a heart attack. Mm -hmm, that part. In another round of cuts, Facebook parent Meta Sachs Tech Teams. Meta Platforms Inc. on Wednesday carried out another round of job cuts, this time hitting engineers and adjacent tech teams as Chief Executive Mark Zuckerberg further moved to streamline the business in a bid to make 2023 a year of efficiency. Meta in March became the first big tech company to announce a second round of mass layoffs, which it said would take place in three main batches over several months and affect 10,000 employees. He ain't losing, oh, excuse me, I almost cursed. He ain't losing nothing. 
but you got to lose because I'll be damned if you eat out my profit. I'll be damned if you make me lose a billion dollars because I got to give it to you. Oh, no, I need to look at my account and see my or my portfolio and see billions and billions and billions. The fruit of capitalism. But who am I? <sighs> and now it's time for us to talk about the Federal Reserve and the Fed now. FedNow is a new instant payment infrastructure developed by the Federal Reserve that allows financial institutions of every size across the U.S. to provide safe and efficient instant payment services. All right. Where is the first video? Where am I, YouTube at? Come on through, YouTube. Here's the first video. As a springboard for... In today's fast-paced world, time is money. More people, businesses, and organizations are demanding instant payments. That's why the Federal Reserve is developing the FedNow service, a safe and efficient instant payments infrastructure that will modernize the U.S. payment system. The FedNow service will give financial institutions the opportunity to innovate, enabling their customers to send and receive money in seconds, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Funds will settle between financial institutions in real time, which means there's no buildup of interbank obligations, and end users will have access to the funds in seconds. How will the FedNow service work? Imagine the owner of a coffee shop is running low on coffee beans and needs to schedule a quick delivery. She places an order and the coffee bean company sends her a request for payment. She responds to the request for payment and pays for the coffee beans right then and there through an app from her credit union, which uses the FedNow service. Once she initiates the payment, her credit union screens the payment and sends an ISO 20022 compliant payment message, either directly or through a service provider to the FedNow service over the Federal Reserve's FedLine network. The FedNow service instantly validates the payment message and passes it along to the coffee bean supplier's bank. In real time, the supplier's bank confirms to the FedNow service that it intends to accept the payment, and the FedNow service debits and credits the master accounts of both the shop owners and the coffee bean supplier's financial institutions or the master accounts of their correspondence. The FedNow service also immediately sends a payment message with an advice of credit to the supplier's bank and notifies the shop owner's credit union that settlement is complete. Finally, the supplier's bank credits the supplier's account in near real time, making the funds available. The supplier's bank will have the option of sending a confirmation to the shop owner's credit union that the payment has been posted to the supplier's account, providing the coffee shop owner with certainty that the payment was received. The FedNow service will be designed to be flexible and support a broad range of potential use cases. Banks, credit unions, and other industry providers can use it as a springboard for innovation to support a range of applications such as account-to-account -account transfers and bill pay. For example, now imagine it's after hours and the shop owner gets a reminder that her car insurance bill is due today. She may be able to avoid a late fee by initiating a bill payment in her credit union app and selecting to pay it now. Later, she repays a friend for a pizza they shared using an app provided by her credit union that clears and settles through the FedNow service. With this service, banks and credit unions can remain competitive by offering the type of payment options customers increasingly expect in today's fast-paced world. The FedNow service will support flexible adoption, allowing financial institutions the option to work with aggregators, processors, and correspondents to adopt the service. 
Banks and credit unions will also have the option to adopt a full set of FedNow capabilities or sign on as a receive-only participant. The initial launch of the FedNow service will focus on core clearing and settlement capabilities. Additional features will be released in phases to meet evolving industry demands and changes in technology. Get ready for the FedNow service. Learn more at FedNow.org. So that's one video. And as I'm listening to that, as that video is playing, all I'm thinking about is the Cash App guy. Sorry. Next one. So this video that I'm going to play now is the one that um, Chief sent over. And we're going to have to do it in increments because it is a long video, which we will not be able to cover all today. I'm watching Kitco News. As global markets are grappling with the aftermath of several big bank failures, the Federal Reserve has announced that its FedNow instant 24-7 payment network will be fully launched in July. Now, this is widely seen as laying the groundwork of facilitating a CBDC or central bank digital currency, also known as FedCoin. Now, generally speaking, a central bank digital currency is the digital form of a country's fiat currency. A CBDC is issued and regulated by a nation's monetary authority or central bank. It is programmable, so it can be modified to work or not work in certain transactions, and it allows authorities to monitor every single payment made and received, obliterating financial privacy and anonymity. Now, supporters of CBDCs claim that they will prevent money laundering, deter criminal activities, and help maintain law and order. They say that CBDCs will very importantly improve the speed and security of transactions and that they can be used to fine-tune monetary policy and allow for financial inclusion. Critics, however, warn that CBDCs are the ultimate tool of control, censorship, and surveillance. Well, like it or not, 114 countries are already in various stages of developing CBDCs, including 11 countries that have launched theirs. And here in the United States, President Joe Biden, in March of 2022, issued Executive Order 14067, which facilitates the development of digital assets, including CBDCs. In November of 2022, the New York Federal Reserve launched Project CEDAR to test a wholesale CBDC for cross-border payments. So are central bank digital currencies a way to facilitate more efficient transactions or an Orwellian tool of oppression? And how does the FedNow payment system play into all of this, especially in the context of the recent major bank runs and failures? Well, joining me to discuss all of this and more is Richard Werner, Professor of Banking and Economics. Richard is the author of Princess of the Yen, He is the father of the policy concept known as quantitative easing and is an expert on central banking and central bank digital currencies. Richard has diverse experience in government, academia and banking, including senior roles at Jardine Flemings and Bear Stearns. And he's also consulted for the Asian Development Bank, Japanese Ministry of Finance and Bank of Japan, as well as others. Richard, very good to have you with us. Welcome to Kitco. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. All right, Richard, we have a lot to discuss, including the FedNow system and especially what it means in the context of the current banking crisis. But before we do that, I want to get more background and basics on CBDCs in general. Now, initially, the idea was launched by the People's Bank of China. And one could say that anything that the People's Bank of China champions should be questioned. 
But give us the background of its inception and the basics of what a CBDC is. Right. Well, I think we should start with the name uh, because you know this 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 name CBDC, central bank digital currency, um, is clearly deployed as something that's supposed to give the impression that it's this is something new. It's technical. It you know it's digital. It's modern. It's the central bankers simply upgrading with a, you know, there's a new tool. It's a technical thing. Don't worry too much about it. But it's a new thing. Um, that's also what this, um, this name suggests. Well, how new is it? How true is this? The fact is we've been using BDC, if you want to call it that, bank digital currency, uh, for decades. It's an old thing because... That's actually the money that, that we're using in our economies worldwide for, for many decades. Money gets transferred through the banking system. In fact, money is created and invented and put into circulation by the banks through the act of lending, credit creation, money creation. That puts the money in, into the system. Um, essentially, almost all the money we're using was originally created by banks through lending. So the money that we have um, because you see, Federal Reserve notes, paper money is only 3% of the money supply, something like that. So over 90% is bank digital currency. It's just that nobody called it that. Mm -hmm. um, so you can already tell that there's, there's an intention here with this name um, to give the impression it's something new, that's different, sort of we need to have it, when really the fundamental concept is not new. We've had bank digital currency for ages, and actually there's nothing wrong with bank digital currency. You could argue perhaps that the settlement by and, and, and through banks has been somewhat slow. That is where you know the new um, Fed settlement system comes in. And uh, therefore the timing is suspicious. Why do they roll this out now? Why not you know, 15 years ago um, or a decade ago? <clears throat> And of course, the banking system um, has done its job um, well in terms of making transfers uh, of funds and payments. So why do we not suddenly need to change it? What is this CBDC about? Obviously, the difference is the C, the central. Mm -hmm. What we've had so far in America has really benefited very much from is a decentralized monetary system consisting of literally thousands of banks. They're all creators of the money supply through their decision of who gets a loan, which small firm, and you, you know they're kicking the tires, they're checking the loan applications. It's a very decentralized um, structure at the heart of the economy. And now there clearly is a drive to introduce something that is far more centralized, central bank digital currency. So that's one important aspect already that goes to the heart of the issue. Do we want a centralized system, um, a centralized system with a, a central planners in charge, or do we want a decentralized system where many people make decisions and the central planners are not so powerful because there's many others that make important decisions. Um, so this centralization um, is, is a very, very important aspect um, of what's going on. And of course, there is a problem with centralization. Um, the centralization 
You see, once you start centralization, interest continues. You centralize more and more and more. In fact, that's really what's already been happening for several decades in the banking system. What does it mean, centralization? Well, concentration, the number of banks yeah. actually declining. In the US, in the last 35 years, 10,000 banks have disappeared. In Europe, there's a new central bank, the European Central Bank, ECB, and it's a young central bank, only 23 years old, and yet they've succeeded in killing 5,000 banks already under their watch, through their policies, and it's an official policy. They say, there's too many banks, we want fewer banks. Why? Well, they're a central bank where the central planners work, and central planners want to centralize. Now, where does this lead to? If policies continue, uh, that are not really helpful for banks. And we can come to that recent examples, you know, runs on particular banks. And what, what's the role of the central banks in this? Anyway, the number of banks will continue to decline until what is left is the central bank, only one bank. Now, we've had this before. We've had this in the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union is the prime example of a centralized economy with central planners in charge and you have one central bank and the central planners are most powerful and they have a central centrally planned economy now this doesn't deliver success the decentralized system it's empirically very well established is far more successful more efficient more effective and more resilient to shocks it's right. more flexible and the decisions are likely to be better if you've got hundred thousand loan officers in thousands of banks making these small decisions, the aggregate result is going to be far superior to 10 central planners making the decision how much money to create, who to give it to. The second point, and then I'll, I'll end my, my response, um, is the CBDC also means something quite extraordinary, namely, you know, when, when you watch a play of uh, a game of uh, football, Europe, we've got soccer, uh, anyway, there's there's always an umpire, somebody who's watching that the rules are being kept, and there's an equal level playing field, and it's a fair game. Now imagine this umpire suddenly says, well, I'm getting a bit bored here. I want to score some goals myself, and starts to run after the ball, and oh, somebody's trying to stop it. Well, give the red card in soccer, the yellow card, you get off the field, I use my whistle, and make the way free, who's gonna score most? Obviously the umpire mm -hmm. will score and win the game. So umpires shouldn't join the game. Well, that's what's happening when central banks issue CBDCs, why? Because the other thing that the central bank digital currency really is, is an account at the central bank. And retail CBDCs, which is the type that for a long time the central banks have been pushing, means that ordinary people and companies have an account at the central bank, which means they don't need the bank. So the central bank... Which All right, so I'm going to pause right there. So we can... It's a very long video. We can't cover it all in one day. But I wanted to pause there for a second so that we can digest what we've heard. Um... The only thing I'm hearing is control, control, control. And I'm stuck on that. It boils down to control. So, Chief, I'm going to start with you since you were so kind to send the video over to us. Um, please share your thoughts or um, 
shed some more light. Yeah, so if you get a chance, I don't know if you can ping it, uh, but if you get a chance, it's um, it's, it's dealing with a multiplicity of issues, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'll just, I'll just kind of outline some of the uh, major concerns that I see. So, uh, you know, typically banks aren't concerned about your personal business. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say you have a Zelle transaction, right? Multiple Zelle tra- transactions. And the IRS now has eyes on all of your income, all of your money. Mm-hmm. And you don't really have to deal with that when you go file your taxes. You don't have to deal with it, what kind of Zelle transactions or whatever that, you know, that goes in and out of your account. With this, that would change the game because it literally means we can literally account for every dime you make and based on what you mm. reported it doesn't add up can i you ask a question right there chief because I, I, um let sure. me just ask a question with what you just mentioned with every dime you make and i'm thinking the same thing it's a way for them to see if you're filing the right amount on your taxes however what if some of that money that or the extra money that is coming into you is not from a um, direct deposit from your job, but maybe gifts to you. Somebody may have gifted you some money. What if somebody um, is getting money from a trust fund? What if someone died and got money from an estate or someone said, you know something, uh, Sula, can you put up this money in your account for me because I don't have an account or, you know, whatever. I'm going to be sick and I need you to be able to take care of some things for me. What, what if, what's going to happen there? Are they going to look at that as income? Like, yeah, it's just like having a business account. You have to go and verify, validate what, with that money. Or if you have a business and you file a Schedule C to say these are my losses, right? This is, this is not income. This is money that actually went out of my account. So you, you're going to have to go through a whole different process now, eventually. You're going to have to go through a whole because you have to account for it. You have to verify that it's not that this is a gift in kind or this is a friends and family transaction like cash out or something like that. Right. You got to go through. But it's just the idea that you no longer have privacy. The banks don't care. You have privacy right now. All right. The other issue, if I can move on, the other issue yeah, is. Yeah, please do. Um, um, it, you have this. If you think about remember the when COVID hit and people had curfews and things like that mm-hmm. then with the banking, with the banking system like that, you can literally shut down all transactions so that nobody can, if, let's say you got to go out and you go and you're not an essential. You're not going to be able to make a transaction. I mean, they have the power to, and that happened in China. You have the power to say we're shutting down all financial systems. So you won't be able to go out and purchase that. We don't really care about <laughs> The curfew is not going to have to be heavily enforced because you can't buy nothing or make transactions, right? So that's another thing. Then you got, of course, you got cyber attacks or power failures, and you don't have access. It's like losing power from your cell phone or your cell phone tower goes, and you don't have access. Like people tripped out because they couldn't access Facebook for a day <laughs> or Instagram. And remember how that was? Well, imagine if you can't reach your banking system. What the fallout is? So it's obvious that this thing is an international bank killer. You know, you can, I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a bank killer. Cause that's what you hear, to hear about going across the country. So anyway, those are just some of the things that, you know, I noticed in the video that are, you know, that he details with some really, 
as a professional with some really good um it just explains articulates it in a really good way it helps you understand the system as a whole like why now and what's the necessity you know again it was a few months ago they were talking about um what is it um getting rid of the rs so you start to think about that like okay why was that an issue and how what is that brought up you know is this a, like a replacement or where are we going with this so we just have to pay attention to how things get rolled out because the majority of people I know don't even know about Fed now. And it's a live website. Because we're Government. we're all gonna be affected. Every yeah, single one absolutely. of us. Yeah. Um, so I, I had put in the chat earlier, um, Chief, would you agree or not that somehow the commercial banks may have facilitated the birth of this because the first video I played, the three-minute video that I played, um, was from two years ago on the Federal Reserve's YouTube channel. Now, could it be that they are listening to people complaining and noticing that people are paying out exorbitant amounts of money when it comes to overdraft fees and return check fees and recognizing that people are being paid 0.01% on deposits that banks are holding for them and recognize that the, the um, banks are making a killing while people are suffering. So they're saying, you know what, we're going to do away with banks and just have one central system. Yes, people are going to feel as though they're being controlled. The answer and is no. Okay. I'm not even going to wait for you to finish. No. <laughs> that was Thank quick. Thank you, Donald. That was quick. <laughs> yeah, I was about to go in too. <laughs> no, but I have to ask a question because I'm sure other people may be thinking the same thing. You know what I mean? The IRS has never cared about people. <laughs> Let's be very clear about that. There are people in jail right now who couldn't pay taxes, who lost their families, everything. They don't care about this. Yeah, yeah. So to put that, that's perspective. perspective. Yeah. yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. Just to put that in perspective, just imagine you're taking the entire banking system and putting Donna, it in Donna, where are focus. you? Where are you, Donna? Oh. He's in the Pentagon. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Donald. I'm sorry. It sounded like you were greasing a wheel or something. <laughs> Donald, where are you? <laughs> Donald, come he's, back. Come he's, back. He's putting up his antenna. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, more, one one other thing that we should be wary of in 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 recent times, well outside the past twenty years, there's a strategy where you know, they, they kind of seduce us with short-term gratification where, yeah, the interest rate and stuff will look good now. And then when they take full control, then the interest rate will go back to what you're getting from, what, what you're running from with the bank. As soon as they seduce you and get everyone on board, you know, the interest rate is going to go there. And you see that with a lot of the, te like, with the music industry, like 20 years ago, entertainers were controlling their destiny and, and, and making their money and doing all these things. Now they're bringing in the cloud. If you're a musician, you don't control anything because everything is in the cloud. Everything is, is, is streamed and you're not seeing a tangible. Back in the days, you could hold your vinyl, you could own hold your, your, your CD or your DVD. Now you can't hold anything. So how can you control what you can't hold? You know? So that's the thing that we have to be wary of. Like, 
short term gratification yeah they, they make it look attractive short term and then once they pull you in boom now we have you control you okay all right thank One, you so much yes. donald donald are you there yeah. am i out now yeah yeah much better yes okay so i'll say now like just, just imagine seven guys i think it's seven governors that is appointed by the president controls your entire monetary system more or less these seven people or nine people i think it's seven has control of every transaction going through that central system and they're appointed by the president approved by by the senate so imagine donald when donald trump was in power he chose the seven people put them there the republican senate pass it and they now control your entire monetary system what does that look like now in this system it only applies to banks and credit unions but if the central the federal reserve and the system we have in place has been constantly reducing the amount of banks over the years drastically now what you find happening is fewer and fewer banks into into existence right so when you come down to these few banks because all this stuff like the chime and all the other stuff they will disappear because they have no access to it they have to go to a bank you understand so if banks are too big to fail now imagine what happens then and not only that the power does not even lie with the bank the power lies with the federal reserve system so i can only see this getting really really dangerous when china did it right and introduced the social credit system and stuff everybody was like oh my god china is trying to control the citizen and now they control what you what you could buy what you cannot buy now we we, we bring it here now and we try to sell it as though, oh well the banks are incompetent your money will transfer uh, automatically and all this kind of stuff but we implement the same system as china oh but no we could trust our politicians because they are very <laughs> upright fair people <laughs> on top of that they will be charging per transaction so it's not free it's not free so every transaction that happens they would make a cut of that money so start thinking about where this thing could go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there is enough points to sell it huh? but look at the back end forget what they sh- they, everything they put in your face you could forget it look at what's happening in the background yeah as what my house has said, well, for them say, oh, nothing and be happy. You know what I mean? Oh, nothing and be happy. Them social credit system, one world order. Um, give a stipend. If you not, them tell you how to spend it, when to spend it. If you not spend it, when you supposed to spend it or how you to spend it, them take it back from you. You know, um, have smart cities, <laughs> but really a cities with a monitor and and track every single move every sneeze and make cough you know what i mean uh when you're supposed to leave when you're supposed to, you know what i mean so, so all these things um them are put in place moments and it might and it's not a fear-mongering thing but this is what these people are doing it's called agenda 20 right. um 2030 uh, and and beyond and as time go by yeah all of them just mentioned if they know you mentioned um implementing now at the first stage with this with them i come with now if as time go by and as and them start to uh, add in more and more stuff, when we just say a while ago, I got add in. Them already start this in Australia and some part of Europe already. They get what I mean. Stick up in one second, Afa. I have a All quick right. question because time okay. running out of me and I want to ask this question real quick. So how is it so 
we're concerned in the U.S. How is it going to affect, say, for example, for those of us who travel and we go to Jamaica and we swipe our card? How will that affect those transactions? Will there be any effect or it's going to be business as usual? Um, what, what, what am I to expect there? Anybody can answer I mean, that's that a really, that's a, that's a really good question, you know, because you, you only have control where that, where that banking system and that dollar has value, right? Is even, even now you have to, let's say you to take, go across, I go to Mexico and I got my bank card and I have to contact my service provider, my, my bank provider to make sure that they can confirm or they are aware that I will be traveling to another country. So I need to make sure my card is usable in those countries. And unless you got a really good credit card, you don't have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. But either way, it's money that you alone have access to. The, the, the end game, Donald said it really, he used one word that's probably the most valuable of all of this conversation. And it is about control, a control and the loss of privacy. And so you think about we had COVID, we went through a, you know, went through a period of COVID, we went through a civil disrest, unrest, you went through years of uh, those, those, those couple of years of major protests in all the cities with Black Lives Matter, et cetera, et cetera. What's the quickest way to shut down opposition? Mm -hmm. Shut down a bank account. Right. Everybody right. will conform. You'll have, you'll have, you'll have splotches of people who will you know, but you'll even have your like if you, if you needed to go to work and, you know, your kids out there protesting, and they shut your bank account, you're going to be like, get your ass home. I'm sorry. Get get home. We can't do this because you're affecting everything because they're not going to open the system back up until this 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 unrest stops. So it pretty much. So I That's said the, the same thing. Way. I said the same thing. The only thing yeah. I'm hearing is control, control control so we're going to continue the conversation tomorrow in tomorrow's segment business yeah. and tech because unfortunately we are out of time who is that One donald question. yeah One go right ahead there is a lot of taxable transaction here that gets away there's a lot of things based on the tax code you have to pay tax for job it could come from that people don't really pay taxes for with a system like that that can track every transaction you would not get away with these transactions you would have have to declare everything going through That's if they right. decide to tap into this That's right. okay all right okay so thank you all so oh. much for uh, on sorry Afa, i gotta run but um thank you all so much hold Afa, hold your thoughts put a note in your notepad on your phone something and bring it back tomorrow because we are going to continue as we were not able to play the video in its entirety i want to play a little more so we can hear what further explanation is given and i'm sure we're going to have more questions and hopefully those questions will be answered as we're listening to the video and we're all able to um, make sense of the madness because anything change is hard really and you know right now we question everything we question everything because we have realized that usually anything done is not really to our benefit so to speak when has anybody really cared as donald said but ladies and gentlemen it is that time and i gotta cut there was good and evil we chose good why raise the time of the most high you sons of men 
got to give a big thank you to everyone that joined me on QMZRadio.com and everyone that logged on to JanoRadio.com. And of course, I have to give a big thank you to everyone right here with me on Clubhouse, my studio audience. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, which is where I read the news and we share our views. Thank you so much for the great conversation, shared views, varying opinions, and interesting perspectives. To my audience on QMZ Radio and Jano Radio, thank you so much for tuning in every day. Appreciate you. Spread the word. Share the space. Right? Come on in. Okay, catch you all online tomorrow, 9 a.m. Eastern. It's Freestyle Friday inside the Friday Mix Clubhouse. I'll be right back with you. This is Moments with Me signing out of QMZ Radio and Jano Radio. This was a Moments with Me Media Production. Mama 